0: That's all Jim Duggan. If you want to find out what's going on, check out Nostalgia Highway, right fellas? Right here you hole, guys.
1: Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome hitchhikers to Nostalgia Highway. Happy Halloween, everybody, for real. The movies you know from the guys you don't were the No Frills Movie Review Podcast, where we are coming to a close and wrapping up our October theme of Nostalgia Highway Halloween Favorites. We kicked off the month with the Ghost of Mr. Chicken from 1966, It was a super fun review. Then we followed up with the 80s creature feature Pumpkinhead from 88, which was equally awesome. And now we bring to you our final review for the month of October. I'm your host, the Mayor Matt Logs In, and joining me for episode 48 is my co-host, who is so cool, I can't stand it. I'm Dave King of the Road. And unfortunately, the Lord Ketchum was unable to record with us this episode, but he'll be back soon, so do not worry. But we are extremely fortunate to have not one, not two... Not three, but four special guests on for this review. First coming on from the land of Edgar Allan Poe and Crab Cakes, the host of Raised in Horror, the Psycho Siblings podcast, once again, Justin Ramsey.
2: Hello, hello. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And lastly, but certainly not least, right here from uh, the mid-Ohio Valley, three of the cast and crew from the Dirt Candy produced She Was So Pretty movies, director Brooklyn Ewing, star Justin Ewing, and you know him as Alfie, everyone's favorite group, Jared LaRue.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. I just had two uh, pumpkin spice cold brews from Starbucks, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> Woo!
1: Nice. Hours ago. Extremely well-cabinated. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to review Bright Night from 1985. With over 50 shows under our belts, we've done body horror, psychological horror, slashers mostly, uh, some creature features, some paranormal, some sci-fi horror, but this is our very first vampire movie review that we've ever done, and I kind of found that interesting. But uh, Jerry Dandridge is just your average every night vampire, unliving his best life, eating fruit, hanging with his best bro, Billy Cole, working on some home remodeling, hiring hookers, no judgment. More or less just minding his own damn business. That is, until nosy neighbor Charlie Brewster decides to take it upon himself to play the role of small-town Iowa spy and causes all kinds of troubles for Jerry. This kid Brewster not only enlists the help of his best friend and sometimes girlfriend in this crusade to wreck Mr. Dandridge's night, he even snags up one-time horror actor, current horror movie host Peter Vincent, who, get this, claims to be the vampire killer. Are you fucking kidding me? Anywho... With the aid of hetero male mate Billy, Jerry begins to fight back with his privacy not only of home, but also of his undead life. Will he succeed? Peter Vincent, you said. Peter Vincent. Is that not an
4: obvious like, Peter Cushing expensive price knockoff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, that was
1: deliberate. I just wanted uh, to announce the elephant in the room. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was clearly a nod. Alright. Well, this was uh directed by Tom Holland, who's actually his directorial debut. This stars Chris Sarandon as Jerry Dandridge, William Ragsdale as Charlie Brewster, Amanda Beers as Amy Peterson, Roddy McDowell as Peter Vincent, and Stephen Jeffries as Evil Ed. This is Rated R, has a runtime of an hour of 46 minutes. It was released August 2nd, 1985 on an estimated $9 million budget, which $1 million of that went to special effects alone. And it ended up making $6 million its opening weekend and grossed nearly $25 million total. You could do a lot worse special effects for 1000000 bucks. million. I'm just saying. I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, this was actually the highest-grossing horror film released during the summer of 85, and it was the second-highest-grossing horror film of 85, surpassed only by Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two: Freddy's Revenge. IMDb has this at a 7.1 out of 10, has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 92%, and an audience score of 77%. And currently, this is streaming for free on Amazon Prime. Everybody got Amazon Prime, right?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: I know everybody's
4: woman has yeah. to have it because on DVD, they yeah. order all kinds of bullshit. And you get that free with <laughs> when they go ordering a bunch of shit. And Not I think good. that's why I allow it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah the only bad thing is, is having it set up to your email address. And you're at work. And it's like ding, ding, ding. And you're like looking at your phone. And it's four notifications. Order placed. Order placed. Order placed.
4: Yeah. You're like, you just see them
2: you see the money draining
4: from your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, do we yeah. really need this? <laughs>
2: right. just...
3: I feel like IMDB is a liar. I think Tom Holland did Psycho two
1: before this. He wrote it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think he even said that like for the when he was uh, getting this, it was they were like, Well let's let the kid that write the movies, let's give him a shot, let's give him a chance. And uh I think it worked out.
4: Spoilers ahead. We got a damn good show for you tonight, guys. We got all kinds of cool bells and whistles. It's Halloween, boys. Yep. (laughs) I like bells and whistles. I like bells and whistles and Halloween. That's a triple threat. I've been trick-or-treating my ass off all night, boys. Hell yeah.
2: I'm more a fan of horns, but I'll settle for the bells
4: and whistles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you play with the bells and whistles, you get the horns.
5: Mm. There you
4: go. Yeah. Screws
2: fall
5: out all the time. The only loose screw around here benders you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what my shiny metal ass after you kiss it. <laughs> have
6: faith for that to work. Oh wait. George Michael faith are talking or about bullshit ass movies?
4: That
1: we ain't talking about. No. We got any
4: Tom Holland fans out there? Big time. Yes, sir.
1: Oh yes. Got to meet him, I think it was uh of twenty eighteen and uh they were doing child's play reunion and uh nice. got to meet him and that was pretty cool he was oh, super that's right. he was a super nice guy and uh you know he he gave your you know gave you his time and he was he'd answer your little you know all your fanboy questions and you know it was cool at least for me it was i had a, it was a really cool experience
5: that goes a long way for me because i mean you know we pay we pay the ticket price. We watch the movie film. The least you can
3: do is talk to us for a couple minutes. You know, well, right? I mean, yeah. If you're a filmmaker like ourselves, uh, I use that term loosely, but you get to attend attend the filmmaker hangout, which they have free horrorhound beer, all you can drink, absinthe, nice. which Tom Holland was drinking at that, and you could go like talk to him. And Lloyd Coffin was also there, but. So I got to do a shot of absence with uh, Tom Holland.
1: That's, Holy that's shit! Low
3: key. We're not telling anyone that. That's low key. I guess <laughs> wow! Is, but, but yeah, it was super cool. Got to talk to him. He saw my tattoo, recognized it, even though I think it's not exactly the best done, but he knew it. So
1: he
6: also watched our uh, movie.
1: That's true. Oh, that's really, really cool. yeah. That true. is awesome. That is so cool. Oh like, yeah.
3: like hug. It was cool. It was in
1: yeah, the photo. He he's like nice.
3: hugging me. I'm like.
1: Yeah. I did a shot
5: of absence with somebody. It wasn't Tom Holland, but somebody by a dumpster. I don't know.
3: <laughs> That's what I got. Was it down by the sixpence? You know it was.
4: <laughs> Will the owners say that it's not the sixpence dumpster? That's true. It's the dumpster behind the sixpence. Yeah. The, yeah she yeah. told me specifically
5: <laughs> that it's not, and I asked her which one was hers, and she said, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: This is <laughs> Seventh Street, boys. That checks out. That's
2: true.
3: Yeah, That does. That there for people at the dumpster. Come <laughs> get them.
2: See, I, I'd I'll... be afraid to have a drink with Tom Holland because I don't know if my reaction would be to fanboy over Child's Play because I love it so much, or to tell him what kind of piece of shit adaptation thinner was because it's one of my favorite King novels and that movie is
1: garbage. Uh... I saw that in theaters, and oh, I didn't man. really care for it too much. I like it more now.
2: I, I like the book too much. I have trouble with the movie.
1: I never learned to read, so... <laughs> <laughs> I but I really like the uh, the Hitchcockian rear window homage that we get in this from Tom Holland, and he has that, uh, that M.O. of the nobody believes me trope. Uh, I think it blends in real nice together, and, uh, of course, he... Uh, he wrote Scream for Help and Cloak and Dagger were both in 84, and uh, of course Child's Play in this movie. They all followed this uh, this format, and it works as well. It does well for him, and he tells a good story that way, and I like that.
2: Yeah, I, I really enjoy the rear window mixed with a vampire tale.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's a nice twist. I didn't care for Rear Window, but
4: maybe yeah, I'm the only one.
2: It's, it's my favorite Hitchcock movie.
4: Is it really? I bet I need to wow. give it another chance. Yeah, I love it, man. Well yeah. is-
6: Dandridge is a hot piece of ass. Wow. <laughs> I'm only go- I'm only here to like lurk on Jerry Dandridge. I'm sorry, you guys. You asked totally the wrong yeah. person. I'm like way into Fright Night and way into him.
3: She's really only into guys named Jerry. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it kind of worked out really good for me, but... <laughs> right? And your dad. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, man. No, his dad. His dad. All right.
4: Before we get to Jerry Danders, what do you guys think of uh, Amanda Bierce as Amy? Did, I, I mean, I saw Married with Children, I guess, maybe before I saw this. I did, too. Yeah.
2: Me, that, too. That's all I could see.
4: Yeah, that's all I could see, too. Marcy Darcy. Like, Fucking Marcy. Get the fuck out of my house, Marcy. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: I it, it's hard to night, look past that.
4: Huh? Bright Night first for me and then Married with Children.
3: Okay, I saw her show first, but I thought she did a great job as a character. Good choice. Yeah. She's,
6: she's adorable. Yeah,
4: sure. Yeah,
6: but I mean, then when she turns, she's like smoking ass hot. She's
1: she doesn't
4: so, even look yes. the same. I didn't
1: no. even believe no, that was her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a fair amount of hate for her in this role, and and I'm not going to say I hated her in this role, but I don't feel like she really did anything to. I didn't feel like William Ragsdale. Did much for this movie. I mean, he's fine, but I feel like you could have almost cast anybody in that role, and you could have got us... No? No? Okay.
6: I feel very strongly that this is a perfect film. This is a really tough... 10 out of (laughs) 10. Put
3: this over Lost Boys. I don't give a damn what anyone's got to say. Lost Boys (laughs) is great. Fright Night's number one on the list for Vampire. The soundtrack alone... Oh, yeah. I I get Lost Boys has some good stuff, but... Yeah. start throwing the Jay Giles man at me, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Autograph. <laughs> Jay Giles, babe. Yeah,
6: yeah William, I,
4: no, you're I, not I, wrong.
6: I think yeah. he's delightful, but also I think he's believable as like a guy who can ignore sex with his girlfriend because he's into like horror movies and shit. I don't know. He comes off as like regular nice guy. I like that. I think it's. Uh, like he has a good innocence.
3: It's one of those movies that's an '80s movie, but actually throws back to like a classic kind of like horror movie with the Peter Vincent stuff and all that. Where like a lot of films can't capture that nowadays. It's like either too retro or n- not enough or not at all. I don't know. So th- I think this film does everything perfect from start to finish, uh, and you get evil at like. Evil Edge, like your standard horror guy, without going we over the top, and he just like kind of wants to fit in. And then there's, you know, Jerry Dandridge, you know, of, with the lady fingers, pulls the blind. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. that's scary. Fuck. That music hits bomb. Scary
6: bomb, or bomb. sexy? What did you
5: say? I said scary, oh. but I mean it could be sexy. Don't tell nobody. But Billy Cole <laughs> is actually
3: the real hero of the movie well, yeah. he he's yeah. doing all the work. And he
5: that's goes. True. That's true. One
3: scene. He goes, "Hey kid, <laughs> hey kid,
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's actually the innocence that you were talking about, Brooklyn. That uh, Char- uh, that William Ragsdale had. That's what won him the role over Charlie Sheen, because obviously Charlie Sheen is pretty boy, you know, hero type, and obviously William Ragsdale was not. So, yeah, and I'm like gonna- I said, I mean, I I I, I don't. I don't dislike his performance. I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel
6: like Charlie Sheen look like a total
4: dickwad.
1: Yeah, no. yeah. Well, he does. It would have been a different role for sure.
4: I could see Henry Thomas yeah. playing this, but yeah, I'd he see him. Uh he? Oh, he probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't time that out well. I thought he would be. He'd be close. He'd be close. Well, everyone's be a like, really a top-notch actor, so it's it's kind of hard for one person
3: to exactly steal the show. Besides Chris Sarandon. For the most part, right. because like even Billy Cole, you got Art Evans from Tales from the Hood. Like he's killing it. Like even all the little side pieces, like it's just it all delivers on every cylinder. So like even if someone isn't like not made out to be the best character, you have Roddy McDowell. So many, yeah. You have yeah. so many classic actors to pick from too. Like with Roddy, he's yeah. personally believable and just great. Like I love that he's he's kind of in it. And then he's out, and then he likes a he likes Amy, so he has to come back like it it just works really good
2: oh, well, That's she's fair. got that five hundred dollar savings fund well, yeah <laughs> right
3: he he was out of a job yeah. at that point he sure. he would have taken fifty bucks
2: i got I got a great yeah. deal in Hollywood. I had to quit <laughs> my job to to do it oh yeah, well, I got a five hundred dollar savings fund, oh okay, well sure, yeah, I'll do it for you. <laughs>
1: His mirror broke from Orgy of the Damned, so he knew you didn't see his collection. So. <laughs> right. Well, I feel like we tap dance around it long enough. Brooklyn, take it away. Let's talk about uh, Jerry Dandridge. surrendon 10 out
6: of 10. Yeah. 20 out of 10. World's hottest man. Best sweater wearer. Yes. Uh, ultimate apple <laughs> eater. Uh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Absolutely excellent uh, hooker fucker. Like, I mean, he's clearly, like, the girls that were going in and out of that house were fly. I mean, they were wearing the metallic dresses. Like, he had it going on.
5: But wait, I, he wasn't really fucking them. He was...
6: Or was he? he was well, pulling mean, the shades, and they're both, like, naked. And yeah. And he's titties and shit. Like, they were fucking.
5: That's true. That's true.
6: Like, they were fucking, and then he was killing them. He yeah. Was yeah, yeah. No, he was
5: getting double He was fucking. I mean, he <laughs> pit- coitus.
3: Why? Why not have your
0: whore and eater
5: too?
3: Yeah, right.
6: He was also scary as fuck.
3: Yeah, I like like him outside that window where he just kind of like twists away. That was (laughs) fucking. That was some. That was some classic stuff. Anyone when he he stands up out of that coffin at the end, that was some like Nosferatu stuff. Like that was like an eight-hour day just for that scene. So, bravo to them. That's that's the
4: dedication. There is no doubt. My wife hasn't closed her eyes and imagined this guy in bed while we're getting it on. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind.
2: There's no yeah. doubt in my mind that you've closed your eyes to him. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm
4: not gonna. I'm not gonna deny it. So yeah. right,
2: right.
4: <laughs> Even though I have yeah. that that would probably be as close as you would get. <laughs> He's yeah, a
6: Let's just, first of all, let's also dip into the nightclub scene. That is such a hot scene. And I remember watching it when I was, like, way too young. And I remember my mom being like, this guy is, like, fuckable as hell. Like, she thought he was so hot. And she would, like, rewind that scene, like, a bunch of times and watch it.
4: So I'm <laughs> like,
6: you know- like, my mom was way into it, so then I think that influenced me to be like, I think I have to like this guy. I think he's hot.
4: Dude, yeah. I love the visual thick of your mom saying that exactly. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> great.
6: She's, like, way in.
4: I love when they oh, see
3: awesome. that window. Like, yeah. whenever he Dandridge is stalking them, and they go into the club, and they, like, that chef's, like, chasing them. It's, like, such a, like, cool moment. And then that music hits, like, mm, yeah. and all that, the the Pikes. whole scene.
2: I just love when he comes to the edge of the balcony with his sweater on. Mm.
3: It's
2: so good.
1: No, I agree. I he he is absolutely superb in this. I mean, he's suave and menacing, he's charismatic, he's cunning, and and he just looks like he totally enjoys that he's a vampire and he's not there's no remorse or lamenting other than, you know, obviously pining for a lost love, but you know, he he fully embraces the monster he's become.
2: I yeah. I think the only missed opportunity in this movie is that he didn't fuck Charlie's mom. Like, he totally, <laughs> he totally he, should have did he?
6: That's
2: I mean, true. He may very well have. He, he, he well probably did. I didn't.
6: mean, he's so smooth. He got in there. He was so gentle and just, like, in the dark of night. He took it, and no one really, yeah. like, knew about that.
4: He fucked her before Charlie even knew he was in the house. Before right. he was yeah. even <laughs> aware that he had been invited in. It was done. <laughs>
6: was that- That scene when Charlie comes downstairs, he just sees like the nails, like the hand on the chair, like tapping. I love that. It's so fucking.
2: uh, The only thing that makes that better is if he stands up and he's in a robe, and he walks Mm -hmm. over and whispers, "Now that I've been invited in, I'll come Mm in any time I want." Oh, (laughs) because mom wanted it. Oh yeah, she was about it. Yeah, she's about
0: it.
5: He
1: comes
2: down
5: the next morning and. And Dandridge is in a robe drinking out of Charlie's dad's mug. (laughs) And then, like, Charlie's like, I I knew it. And he, like, runs out. And it's a whole new movie. It's Greasy Strangler. Dad, no.
3: (laughs) That's funny. Uh, I'd watch that, too. Right. Gary
6: Dandridge, stepdad.
3: It's just such a coincidence that that painting that he has looks just like Amy. That's revealed at the end, basically.
1: Redhead Amy. Well, and that was actually Sarandon's idea uh to Tom Holland to use that to kind of give a little humanity to uh Jerry's character and i I think it's a good idea. It's a classic trope, but I like that
6: I mean he just wants to fuck some high school girls that's whats up
1: eighty <laughs>
2: five well, that was happening yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's wow, weird it's yeah. weird now, like watching him being like she's seventeen, but at least yeah. she's played by a twenty seven year old yeah. Yeah, at least she looks 30, you know? Yeah. Right.
3: In 85, though, that was, like, common. Like, every movie yeah. had
0: that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's
1: crazy. Kip Winger didn't help any matters back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so something uh, Chris Aranda did, uh, he did some research into bats and discovered that most of them, uh, they're frugivores. And uh, he concluded that Jerry had a lot of fruit bat in his DNA, and that's why he is seen eating a lot of fruit, and there's fruit around in his home, and uh, he said that that would uh, cleanse his palate in between victims. I thought that was actually kind of cool. That's a neat little uh, – that's a neat take on that, because when I was growing up and I saw it, I was like, why is this guy always eating apples? Like I was like, it's weird. Like, he's a vampire. I heard, I
5: heard that he actually was going to have some fruit cake too, but they, <laughs> they X that out at the end. <laughs> it was at a season. The cake was dust.
2: they're going too far with the cake,
5: bad yeast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you bring that up, Matt, because like even earlier today, I was thinking, why the fuck does this guy like apples so much? Like this I guy loves an apple
6: when he eats them. That's why.
2: That's fair. I will he not argue. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the bite radius he's got on that, the thing is impressive <laughs> though. He's got and he's
5: got good aim too. He throws that one and it
3: lands right by Charlie by the. <laughs> Charlie? Like, yeah. Yeah, I can only eat part of an apple. Like it's just like I don't get it down to like the little core like he did. Damn. Well, you, once you eat the one side, you got to turn it around and eat the other.
5: <laughs> right? you yeah, you don't about.
2: have to. You don't have to eat all the way through. Yeah, <laughs> then it's like. <laughs> you but
3: he he ate <laughs> all the way down with like one or two bites. Like it wasn't like. Yeah.
2: These vampires,
5: got a big ass man. Taking me
4: like a half man. an hour, I've already given up. I man. slice it and then dip it in caramel. Done. <laughs> um. Man, that's the only civilized way to go, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like when caramel apples come with nuts on them. <laughs> nah, they don't need that. I don't like that. I just want the caramel. Yeah, you leave the nuts behind, boys. Yeah. And
5: you can't. You. That's the only fruit you can really dip in caramel. What? Because uh, you don't. Uh, what do you? What else you dipping in caramel?
6: Oh,
5: All. All oh, grapes? You You don't dip grapes I in would? caramel. I would. No. Who's stopping me? Also, you don't dip fruit in caramel, like Why cucumber. Would you? No. You can put banana. Cucumber is not man. a fruit. Banana. I mean vegetable. is a vegetable. F- you don't. Can put strawberry. You they put chocolate on. Why can't you put caramel on? You don't dip a tomato in caramel. You're way off on this, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're done. I'm done. Whatever. Cut his mic.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fuck. My mic sure mic. Well, nice.
0: It
5: does.
3: I'm sorry about him. He had a smear off earlier about four <laughs> hours ago. <but> <laughs> <laughs> He's
4: fucking wound up, boys. I could stop at any time. We're doing a Sam Adams Oktoberfest at the King Ranch. Yeah, hell yeah! It's yes. that time
3: of year. Two thumbs up there, way well, up. The the Yingling Oktoberfest is fucking good too, boys. I haven't had that. You Ooh. need to get on it. I may, I may have to do that. A lot of people oh. at these conventions they they they'll shoot a brick if you bring Yingling because you can only get it in PA and Ohio. Yeah,
2: you can get it in Maryland too.
3: But like we do, like oh, Indian yeah. Chicago, so everyone's like, give me one of them. It's like get your own.
1: Drive
3: your ass to West Virginia and get you on.
1: <laughs> Drive east, boys. So I kind of feel like I might be the odd man on this, because as a vampire, Evil Ed works. I think he's really effective. I think he's cool. He's creepy. He's, you know, he's got the right kind of charisma. But as in his human form, I just really found him obnoxious. And I think that's probably part of the goal yeah. of that. But I I don't know. it He just shrill for me. Just very high pitched. But as a vampire, it worked so that's me
6: I think that that the fact that you see him as that is exactly what they wanted I mean you're not supposed to love him until you feel like he is actually a nice person and a sweet kid like you start to love him just as he's taken from you I think that was the point like as he's turning you're like oh shit maybe he was cool and not just like evil like they didn't like him you know or they thought he was a little shithead
2: I'm with the mayor on I this will... one. I never got to that point. I really? wasn't a fan. Yeah, I was glad when he became a vampire because I liked him as a vampire.
6: Oh, I wanted to hang out with him. I probably would have slept with him. He was like my type. <laughs> Total weird, like outcast, strange ranger.
4: So how do you feel about Wreck-It Ralph? Because like his first scene introduction into this, he looks exactly like Wreck-It Ralph, <laughs> maybe without some of the belly. That's
0: really funny.
6: I've never seen Wreck-It Ralph. I I I barely know what that is.
4: Well he's got like an orange shirt, brown cover you know, strappies going down the front and he's crazy hair. Spiked hair. hair. It's it's Wreck It Ralph. It's exactly. just Google Wreck It Ralph. You'll you'll immediately recognize what I'm comparing. Isn't he
6: like big? Isn't Ralph big? Yeah, he's a husky
4: boy, but I mean the (laughs) face, the the color of the shirt, yeah, it's it's Wreck It Ralph. It's like that's what Wreck It Ralph was inspired by. No doubt, I mean, sir. So. I mean, other than
6: Dandridge, though, I mean, I'd, I'd say that Evil's the most iconic character from that, the whole... right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: He's got I the mean, best line.
6: I mean, everyone says the line.
1: Yeah, right. Right. Well, and I will say, like, the scene where, you know, he is basically succumbing to Jerry when he's getting ready to turn him, and you can see the tear running down his face, like, that's where, I think that's where you really start to feel sympathetic for him, because in his mind, he feels like shit he's right this is my only choice and you, you feel bad for him in that moment but as a vampire totally cool
3: the scene where he's going through and he's walk, he's already like tricked them for the second time and then he's walking through that alley before Dandridge and then they show that above shot where it's like Dandridge is like kind of going above him and you can see him walking underneath just killer I, I think yeah like yeah. besides Dandridge Like I have an Evil Ed tattoo. It's just one of those things where everyone else is kind of like Charlie and Amy are kind of stale. And then if you didn't have Evil to kind of counter, you know, kind of counteract that a little bit, and kind of you know, fuck with them a little bit, it it would kind of be a different movie if you had anyone else doing that role. And I mean, you you turn on nine seven six Evil, you get Stephen Jeffries in that too. Damn, just good. He's just a hell of an actor, should have had more roles. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh Evil Ed's Evil Ed's where it's at.
1: I see what you're saying, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like I'm a little bit in the minority because that's where right. I think the majority of people are with the Evil Ed character. I mean, oh that's what they named the documentary, you know, after his line, you know, which I highly recommend. That's a that's a oh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. dive into that's fun. Well, they have, like,
3: um, one VHS cover where it's, like, Amanda Beers' face, and then they have the other one where it's Evil Ed, and then that's the one I rented first was the Evil Ed cover, and I was just like, okay. when picked that up, I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to rent this, and probably, as a kid, I was like, yeah, that's for me, and then whenever you see all that happen, it's like, yeah, that's, like, the coolest shit ever.
6: I don't know. I guess growing up, I always felt like Evil Ed. Like, I'm definitely not any of the rest of them. I'm way more evil than I was, like, a loser. But I was, like, a little bit obnoxious, so I think I still am. But, uh, yeah, you just always felt like that. Like, always looking to find a way to fit in and, like, I don't know. I find it to be super relatable.
3: What, people coming to you to fix stuff? Even though you're kind of a...
6: Everyone's mean to you and thinks you're annoying, but is always up your ass when they want something. Yeah. Evil Ed and me are, like, really tight. Because, of course, everyone... He's a little bit of a dickhead, but everyone shows up to him for help when when shit's going down and he knows everything about vampires. So he has to save their ass. And then he's the one that gets really, truly shit on.
3: (laughs) Peter Vincent, he was paid to be there.
2: See, well, and that's the So, okay. so, is so he I mean, he, he, he took
1: $8 to give him help, though.
3: Far be it a fool for me. To, you know.
1: <laughs> right? This is true. This is true. Uh, you bring up a good point. So, like, okay, Charlie, he's a horror movie fan. Why does he have to go ask Evil Wed, like, what right? the rules are? That, that's something that didn't make sense with me.
6: Because he's obviously a fake ass bitch.
1: Like,
6: <laughs> he's one of those, like, basic bitch horror fans, like, where he likes it enough that he wants the cool points. But he's not, like, deep, like, into it enough to be a weirdo like
2: Evil Ed.
1: Okay. All right. He's, like,
6: the basic bitch horror fan.
2: See, I had had more issues uh, with the fact that whenever he felt like there was a vampire living next door, that his first course of action was, like, oh, this guy hosts a show and is in vampire movies. You know, he probably hunts vampires in real life. I'm going to go talk to him. You know, yeah, like so it strange. isn't he a bit too old to kind it of have that? It was the eighties,
6: and kids were, were more innocent. Then. I know, I know. Like now, kids are assholes. They'd be like, "My neighbor's a vampire. Fuck him. He's a dick."
3: We got him on TikTok. Look at this yeah. dumbass. Look at this yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's, that's pretty strange. much. Pretty much.
6: His vibe for my. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, look at Back to the Future. Like, completely <laughs> unrealistic, unbelievable, but like. Here they are going, you know, going in the car, going, you know, doing, doing the thing. So
4: I mean, it's, it's the '80s, so yeah. it's kind of, no, I, but it's like the greatest fantasy story of my childhood. So yeah, I allow it. But <laughs> I think like if
3: you did see a vampire, wouldn't you go to like your best friend to be like, hey, yeah, I think I might have saw this. Could you help maybe because I feel like an idiot?
6: Because you can't tell the authorities. I mean, because Charlie obviously does, and they he does. like. Wow, I can't. <laughs> I think he's a douche.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you that was that was a pretty bold move on him by like showing all of his cards right there with you know with the cop right there in front of uh, Billy Cole, you know, and he didn't really like try to play coy. Like he was just like, "Yep, these vampire. This is what's going on. Check here. There's coffins." You know, I mean, I think he went over the top way too quick because clearly Art Evans didn't believe him, but uh, I don't know. I thought that was pretty. Ballsy on his part.
2: He he tried to play coy for like twenty seconds.
1: He was mm. like, "Check the basement." Yeah. Or like, what's in
2: the basement? He's like, well just uh um uh a coffin." <laughs> you know, like... <laughs>
3: you're going up against Billy Cole. You're going to lose every time. Right, He's... every
2: <laughs> every time. He's smooth. So. I think
6: people underestimate Billy Cole because he looks like a little bit of like a little like a pretty boy, but like he he'll come at you hot and you're not ready for him.
3: Hey, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we got a few bags of trash last night if you want to look through those. <laughs> I saw the body.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's good. No, I agree I agree with that because like he definitely doesn't look like he'd be a very intimidating guy. He kind of looks like he'd be, you know, kind of a goofball, but I, he, he definitely gives you that vibe that he's not to be trifled with.
5: Right. Oh yeah. You know, uh, he he's done like 6 months
3: upstate before. He's not scared to do it
6: again. <laughs> it's like, Va- uh, vampires, assistant, prison. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. like dude, Jonathan Stark is a beast. Take House Two for example. Great movie. He's great in that. Like so, you know you're in good hands with him. So the good. Second story.
5: Damn no, right. so
2: good. I, I just watched it for the first time last night.
3: It's
5: mm-hmm. good, ain't it?
2: Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. It's so good. So Which good. is
3: better, like, one or two? One's better, but two is damn good. Cause okay. You, you know, thank oh, you. So I'll you, allow you, that. From Killer Clowns, I mean, <laughs> right? It's Grandpa in that. Like, what more do you want?
4: Look, Grandpa driving that court, the old convertible car, man.
3: You get yeah. Lar Park Lincoln in that from Friday seven. So I mean, it's yeah. it's a stacked cast. I mean, it's so good.
2: Hot Rod Lincoln. I
4: don't think two oh, gets hell. enough oh. love. That's all I'm saying.
2: Oh it, yeah. and, and what a tagline! The second story, it's so good.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the artwork for that cover was genius. Just the the, the hand, disattached, reaching for the doorbell or turning the key. It's a simple but effective. William Cat.
6: I was going to say, you can see a little nod to that art if you watch Scare Package and check out their art. Yeah, well, I saw Twitter.
1: it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mark I Joe just Mark. watched that last night
4: again. Dude, I watched that the night Joe Bob debuted it. I was all in. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. It's fun.
1: It's very good It's stuff. fun. Yeah. Yep.
6: I really like the Melting Man one. I thought that one was really good
1: that was funny yes
6: yeah
1: yeah love an anthology absolutely so according to the novelization of fright night peter vincent's real name is herbert mcculloughy and uh once he got a lead role in a horror movie that's when he changed his name and he'd been in the business for 25 years and uh after he ended up getting fired here which is oddly enough in iowa he, uh, he was planning to host a new show in Cleveland <laughs> so and obviously like you said that the uh the first and last name were based off Peter Cushing and uh, Vincent price and uh Tom Holland actually wanted Vincent price to take the role but his health was kind of in decline and he decided to not take it
2: yeah, so he's, that He did the scissor hands,
4: it
1: you know after that so yeah that was about the last one wasn't it yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: I would have loved to have seen him in the movie, but I, I think it would have shifted the focus like completely to to that character, and it would have been a injustice to Jerry Dandridge, in my opinion.
6: He would have looked too spooky. Like I don't think you can make him look not in, in weirdly yeah creepy. I think he needed to be more like Old Man Charming. I don't think that would have worked for me. I don't
1: know. I mean, no discredit to Vincent Price because he's incredible, but... Yeah, he's I, I amazing, liked... but, like, in that role, it would have been weird for me, for sure. Yeah, um, no I doubt. Think so, I, and I think Roddy McDowell nailed it here. And, you know, he made it the choice that he wasn't going to be, like, you know, a dignified horror actor. He was going to be a ham. You know, he wasn't going to be, you know, these legendary guys and he was just going to be this poor son of a bitch that you know got a role and he ended up playing it a bunch of different times and it's not good you know peter Vincent, ready to
2: do battle with the undead yes
1: yes (laughs) so good dreadful so dreadful but it's awesome though and and i and i really like this character i like the way uh roddy mcdowell portrayed him So apparently there's been a lot of questions, Rage, about this relationship that exists between Jerry Dandridge and uh, Billy Cole. And I always just played it off like Billy was more or less just kind of like his uh, Rainfield, more or less. It was just his handler, his His right-hand man. Yeah. Yeah. But
3: uh, there's a lot
1: of people – yeah, but there's a lot of people who feel that there was something a little bit more there. And there were some scenes that were set up, and I guess, according to Tom Holland, some of them were, I guess, intentional to give off that impression that maybe oh. there was a, a little homoerotic undertones.
6: Yeah. Vampires. You know,
1: you know they were oh, both.
6: Yeah. Vampires fuck everybody. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, they were definitely yeah. both. Yeah. For when sure. If you couldn't
6: find a lady, Billy Cole was there to keep him warm.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you need to stay warm at night,
1: you know yeah. what I mean? But in the novelization, uh, it said that uh, Billy had served Dandridge for 113 years, and uh, although he wasn't a vampire, he wasn't human either. Uh, They said that he did eat and drink, but the book implied that he was a necrophiliac.
2: You know why? Because he was Bonin' Jerry.
1: Yeah, well, that may be. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Someone's got
5: bone, fuck it.
6: I mean, I'm sorry, but he's not going to be fixing up the house all day long and then not get some.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Right. No way. (laughs) You you have a long day of running nails and banging wood. You want to go downstairs (laughs) and get yours, you know? (laughs) That's the American dream. I get mine. You get yours, baby. Yeah. Scratch my back. I'll scratch
6: yours. He takes the trash out and then, you know,
5: he gets Guess what's do I think got so good at eating them apples, huh? Ah. Mm-hmm. oh man, this is I don't scary. know what that
1: means.
0: Sure
1: so let's talk about the finale and basically the special effects extravaganza we end up getting. Oh yeah, um, this this is this finale is long. I mean, it's like almost a half an hour right around, and I mean, I love it from start to finish. From time Charlie and Peter Vincent walk into the door and. Jerry greets them. It's it's on and it's it's fun. The special effects are on point. I've always enjoyed the transformation of vampires, uh, especially when you get all the different, you know, takes from different movies and uh special effects people, but I think Evil Ed's Death, it was so agonizing. It was so gruesome and I, I think it is one of the best examples, and I know obviously a lot of people point to uh, the transformation in Howling and the transformation in American Werewolf in London, but I feel like this one gets overlooked. This is really good, and it's it's I don't want to say it's hard to watch, but I mean it's kind of hard to watch.
6: Yeah, yes, in the oven.
1: I
3: won't even watch it. Sometimes I just. Was... No, it is. No, it is, you don't. <laughs> it's super good. I mean, I always love that they did the wolf bit and all that. Like it's, uh, it's kind of different. It was a little not predictable. And whenever he turned back into a human, yeah, you kind of feel that. Like he was kind of just a kid. Uh, was it?
2: Yeah, it's agonizing, and and like you could tell Peter Vincent's like agonizing over
4: it as well yes and it is an obvious reversal of what you're used to seeing is uh, the transformation into a werewolf as opposed to turning back to a human i like it it's maybe the best visual effect of that i'd seen savini was pissed i'm sure i mean savini didn't do shit as good as this at that time
1: i mean i don't know I, i like savini
4: king of the road says savini you sucked (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you take Rick Baker from American
3: Werewolf in London, I mean, it's, you take Rick Baker's effects. As much as I love yeah. Savini, like, you got Michael Jackson's Thriller and then that, like.
4: Yeah. A hundred times, uh, I agree with I you.
6: I mean, if we're honest, though, Savini's always been good at, like, taking, like, a bunch of garbage he found at his house and turning it <laughs> into something that looks pretty decent. Yes. His, right. Yes. So it's not like he's trying to get, like, the best effects award. He's literally trying to spend, like, six bucks and make something that works.
4: He, so, he's, a all budget. Yeah. he's a MacGyver special effects guy. Yeah.
6: And his shit, I mean, he was able to do things with no money that no one else could ever do. So
0: right.
6: I think that's his strong point. So it's hard for me to argue, okay. like, yeah, he sucks, but, like... He had a dollar, whereas all these other people had, like, a lot more
2: dollars. Yeah, I was, was going to say, at That's this fair. point, coming from. at this point, how many movies was he given a million dollars to do special effects for?
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah, if you look at Maniac, right. that, that gunshot scene to the head is, oh, like, man. one of the
1: best, though. Still. It is, it is. It's, it's awesome.
2: And, <laughs> and, that, and that was just cocktail sauce and a head that he had in his trunk for no reason yeah. of himself yeah i, I can't shit on
3: the guy there like he he's well, some incredible. without stuff. him
6: i mean he was yeah. willing to try things and take risks because there wasn't so much money tied up and everything and yeah. so he just tried shit and if it looked awesome they used it and if it didn't they didn't you know
1: right
4: <laughs> but I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought up the maniac uh scene though. that is so maybe good. his best special effect. It oh, was they damn had, good. the like cutting his head off at the end of that, like as a, the remake
3: was cool, but like just that scene alone, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: yeah, so good. What you all think of the? Uh, I guess that's what they call the uh, the shark mouth Amy that the uh, the reveal that we get. Like, what you all think of that? Because I guess whenever she turns around and William Ragsdale uh, sees her, that was a genuine reaction. Uh, he had not seen the makeup effect for that so I, I like when directors do that with the actors and they try to keep things you know, hidden or as a surprise and you get that genuine reaction out of that and super effective but uh, what do you guys think of that because it ended up being the cover of the, the movie
6: as a kid when I saw it I thought it was really scary and now when I see it I giggle just a little because it's like really <laughs> over the top.
0: Yeah, it is. But,
6: but like as a child, it was it was like horrifying. I was like, "Holy shit, that's scary!" But now I'm like, "Holy shit, they went real hardcore on that."
5: Uh, I, went, I, it was yeah. a different. It wasn't your traditional vampire look no. either. So it none was, of the
6: vampires like what was weird for me is like usually when people they turn into a vampire, they're like generally attractive, you know, like yeah. especially if you're doing like. um... Uh, like Anne Rice vampires, like, they're always really fucking sexy. But, like, they went, they were like, these people are fucking ugly when yeah. they're vampires and they're scary as hell instead of, like, you know, a little bit good looking. Like, they go really gross. Like, she's still hot because she's Amy, but, like, she's looking pretty fucking scary.
3: I thought Evil Head looked cool as hell, but,
2: yeah, they made them, they really went for it. Yeah, but It was cool. Yeah, I, I I agree. It was definitely, it was very frightening as a kid and it's cool but uh, slightly goofy as an adult but yes. both as a kid and as an adult I, they it still gives me a strange boner <laughs> yeah. that's
1: funny so the one death that was like i thought was really just kind of gross and icky whenever it was like a lot of slime and goo was billy cole's death um but i like how it just he just kind of at a party he was like looked like he was like sand or something, and he was just kind of just disintegrating, and then it was the goop and goo, and it was just a weird mixture, but unsettling all the same. If you ask me my favorite
4: between the two deaths of him or evil Dead, I would say his
1: Billy Coles over evil dead yeah, Billy
4: Billy Coles, yeah, that was a cool death, even the sand the sand was weird, and I was like, why what what sense does that make? I don't know it didn't i didn't I don't care about the logics of it. It's just the way he dripped, you know, off his bones. It just, I don't know. They did a good job on that. That was my favorite between the two.
1: Okay. Probably not the
4: most popular opinion, but I liked that a lot.
5: I think no, think no, it's
1: effective.
4: Yeah.
5: You feel like you want to see him off more than anyone else in the movie. Yeah. Just because he's kind of a prick. But, That's true. But he's a cool prick, so whatever. But
1: Yeah. Yeah, you actually, you like Billy Cole, yeah, you know, and that's interesting because usually you don't like the henchman, the right-hand man guy. That's like the guy you hate. You hate them. You, you could actually identify and find something about the main villain that you can find something you enjoy, but the henchman, that's rare. So mm-hmm. kudos to Jonathan Stark on that. Good portrayal. So there was an original ending that was just in the script. Nothing was ever filmed. Um, and it's Clearly, it's a nod to the way the original Howling ended. And uh, it goes, Charlie and Amy, they're lying on the bed. They're making out. Fright Night comes on. Uh, Peter Vincent declares uh, that tonight's movie is Dracula Strikes Again. And uh, he says, you know what vampires look like, don't you? They look like this. And uh, as uh, Charlie and Amy are watching... Peter Vincent starts to turn into a vampire on screen, and you know they're horrified. And uh, once he's fully transformed into a vampire, he vampire he stares into the camera and says, "Hello, Charlie," and then the uh, screen freeze frames. I, I don't know because it had already been done in The Howling. I don't think I would have liked this ending, and I'm glad they didn't go with that. I like that they left Peter Vincent, you know, and human. And uh, even though part two of this is not as good as this, I, I still find it entertaining. And I like that they kept both uh, Roddy McDowell and William Ragsdale in for the sequel. But uh, what do you guys think about that that uh, original ending? I mean, would you prefer that? Do you like what we got?
6: I don't know. I, I think that's a kind of cool ending, only because it might have made part two better.
1: As long as they didn't do what the Howling Two did.
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
6: Or Howling Which what? oddly
1: en- well, and oddly enough, my way out of the Howling Four is just a remake. A retelling, a retooling. I don't know what you'd call that. But no but in an odd way the Howling Two. I it's it's a I don't know, a guilty pleasure. There's some appeal to it. I don't know.
4: I like two Joe Noman. The Howling 2 is better than Fright Night 2, I'll tell you that. I don't
0: know no. about that.
4: Yeah, huh? yeah, I disagree. What? I disagree. <laughs> <with> you <laughs> you're with so that. offended. Am I alone here? Yeah.
6: Alone. Fright Night
4: 2 is better. Oh, crumbly. Yeah. You're over on an island. I must have missed something.
6: You must be out here for tits or something.
4: There weren't as many tits in part two. <laughs> I never thought about that. Maybe you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, checks out.
1: Yeah, it does. <laughs> so let's talk uh, some favorite scenes, favorite quotes, you know, that maybe we haven't already discussed. I mean, what what's some of your guys' favorite ones that you got for this?
3: Uh, favorite scenes, me personally, the opening, um, it, it just kind of sets the tone of the movie. It just kind of puts me in a good mood. It's one of those movies where you know, it's kind of like The Lost Boys, where, like, as soon as it hits – Starts with that slow music, and you kind of get like that. Them watching Peter Vincent and all that, and just kind of spooky. It just seems kind of like something you should crack a beer to and just like stay tuned into till the end because you're going to get, you know, a good movie. You know, just uh, if you follow the whole movie, it's just kind of like it kind of presents a small town vibe too, which I like, like where they're driving up and they're not a lot's really happening in the town, but you have the, the house next door, you have Evil's house, and it's all shot like super cool. For me personally, just that opening scene just seals the deal and then everything after it, you know, you're going to get something good and it and it delivers.
1: Like,
6: I mean, for me, the nightclub scene is, like, fire. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. It's so sexy. Uh, the lighting is so good. The soundtrack is so good. Like, there's two hot songs, like, right there in that scene. And then the other scene for me is obviously the cafeteria scene with Evil and Amy and Charlie like, you're so cool, Brewster, and then weird spaghetti hamburger, which always made me want to fucking vomit. Yeah. Yes. Because they clearly were like, "What's the grossest shit we could slime right. his face to make it look weird?" And it looked so <laughs> mm-hmm. gross.
3: I like whenever evil uh turns, and they're driving off with him laughing in the back of that jeep. That's just that was just some good shit.
2: Mm-hmm. I like cool. when uh, Peter Vincent goes back to Charlie's house to check on his mother. And evil's in the bed wearing the wig. Mm-hmm.
6: That's my other favorite line. That's dinners in the oven. That so, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's that is when I like Evil Ed the most, in that yeah. scene yeah. actually. Yes. Yeah. What about you, King? What do you got? What's your What's your favorite?
4: Again, the ki- the kill scenes really stood out for me. Both Evil Ed and uh, shit. What's their guy's name?
7: Billy, Billy, <laughs> Billy yeah, Cole. okay, he, Billy he Cole, Billy Cole, bill. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love
4: the Billy Cole death. That's the scene they that I was like, the hell out of him. Yes, yes, they do. I don't uh, know where the sand, I don't know where the sand come good. from because he has sand for some reason at some point. But yeah, other than what? that, it's it's super cool. are so dry because he's
6: so old, right? So they turn to. They're just so brittle.
1: So okay. I did yeah. just, I did just read this that uh, they said that possibly that uh, Billy was a golem. Made by Dandridge. Hmm. Man, we're digging So, eh, I don't know. I, it's Golem. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's a mythical creature.
1: <laughs> but for me, I mean, there's obviously all the scenes that you guys have talked about. Yes, these are great scenes. But one scene that I always loved, and there's a follow-up scene kind of with it, is whenever Charlie meets Peter for the first time. Yeah. And Peter... You know, he thinks he wants an autograph. And the look that he gives Charlie when Charlie tells him that he doesn't want his autograph, he is so offended. <laughs> it's so fucking hilarious to me. And then it happens once again when Evil and Amy go visit Peter in his, his apartment and it just doubles down on it and I I don't know. I just found Both of those scenes, his reactions, just absolutely hysterical to him. Yeah, I
2: I love both of those, especially the second time, because, you know, he's like, what do you want, my autograph or something? And she goes, no, something more important than that. And he goes, what could be more important than my autograph? Right. (laughs) It's like so offensive.
1: Yes. Yes. And then honestly, almost anything that Charlie's mom says, I find really funny. Just how yeah. she's like, you know, when she's talking to Amy, he's like, oh, well, thanks for helping Charlie with his homework, you know, and she knows exactly what's going on. You know, I, I, I thought she was I, I really liked her role a lot more than I thought I would. And I think more than you probably should, just because she was really I don't know. She had a little bit of flair to her. And I, I like that she wasn't just cookie cutter.
2: Just, just to touch on on that first scene you were talking about. Whenever uh, Charlie meets Peter Vincent, I love <laughs> I love when he says, uh, I've just been fired because nobody wants to see vampire killers anymore, or vampires either. Apparently all they want to see are demented madmen running around in ski masks, hacking up young virgins. And for yeah. me, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah.
4: Why not both?
2: <laughs>
1: right, right. I like right. both. You
4: know. Yeah. I, will gi- I will give you this about uh, Fright Night 2. I think Peter Vincent found his groove by the time that one started. He was probably the best <laughs> character in that movie compared to his, I don't know, placement, in my opinion, from the first one. I would like yeah. this
3: apartment in one. It just seemed like he was kind of just getting by when all these kids thought he was like this big hotshot, which is basically any horror actor.
4: Yeah. Now know, besides a few
1: yeah, I just
4: felt like he owned the
1: role in the second one, and the first one I felt like he was kind of like reluctant. Well, I mean, I think that's the way he was supposed to be portrayed because uh, he he was kind of hesitant going into sure. this, and you know yeah. he he was just doing it for the money, and you know he didn't believe, and then when he was, you know, uh, and that's the part he was asked to play. In his face. Yeah, right. I get, it. I get it, but I understand what you're saying too. I mean, but I I, I like the 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 hesitant nature of. Peter Vincent in this, and just, you know, he's just, I don't know, he's figuring stuff out, like, wow, this, it really is Fright Night for real, you know?
6: Yeah, but he's uh, just a dried up old man, like, what the fuck's he gonna do?
1: <laughs> right.
6: He's old
4: as fuck. He's kind of a, a Luther Heggs, I guess, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, What are you guys' opinions on uh, Luther Heggs? Uh, we, we did that first week of this month. Does anybody like oh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that in fucking thirty years. Man, That's
2: so good. <laughs> I think I think you you guys were too hard on him. I think he definitely gets the hot chick.
4: Absolutely not. No, give it to him. I like. <laughs> Hell
2: no. I like
1: happy endings. I feel like through the eighties, there's kind of like the big three of vampire movies with *Fright Night*, uh, *The Lost Boys*, and *Near Dark*. Um, Jerry, you guys kind of already alluded to where this ranked with you guys, but of these three, where do these movies fall in line with you?
3: Personally, cool.
2: Fright
1: Night, Lost Boys, Near Dark.
2: Yep, same.
1: Same. Yeah. I'm, I've am i seen Lost Boys more than I've seen Near Dark, but I really like Near Dark because I really like Lance Henriksen. I like the dark undertones. I like the, kind of the cowboy type uh, aspect to it. Of course, Bill Paxson is just amazing. Um, I've been meaning to see Near Dark again recently because it's been years but uh, for the lack of argument I would have to say yeah same. I'll put Near Dark into the third just because it's been the least but yeah Fright Night for me this is super fun super entertaining movie yeah. I just I, I, I really enjoy Tom Holland and I, I enjoy these characters in this movie Chris Arandon's awesome.
5: My best friend is a vampire that's a top Vampire film from the eighties. <laughs> it it's campy as fuck, but it's great. Okay, Dude, let's,
6: not, let's not downplay the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. oh it is. Yes.
6: I mean, Corey Haim is a is a
4: oh, sweet, baby
6: angel. I ain't got a man. Listen, don't even talk shit on Corey Haim. I here
4: we go, here we go.
6: Bathroom, so I'll come, I'll come for you in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boo thing. Fucking
4: Corey Haim. No. You, you paid for damn sports. special that they didn't even show. Oh, it showed. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I mean,
3: I the order it. of the three could go... I mean, there's really no wrong answer. Yeah. But,
6: Anywhere that Near Dark's at number one is the wrong answer. Okay?
3: Yeah, I mean... You you have to really fan out to put it over Lost Boys or Fright Night, but I mean if you're if you're a fanboy for it, you're you're going to argue it that it's your favorite. So I mean that's I get that. Right. So.
1: No, I I think they're all three just super exceptional vampire movies. To be honest, I apologize. I mixed up
4: Corey Haim with Corey Feldman for a second.
6: Yeah, that hurt my feelings. So I'm uh,
4: going feeling to and one. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I don't apologize for that.
6: Well, you're dead to me.
4: <laughs> I mean, hell, oh, Corey Feldman, wow. he, he voiced Donatello in the first Turtles movie, so he, he gets a pass. You know what? Yep. I, I liked him in that, yeah.
6: I mean, Feldman was great. He could have been one of the greatest actors of all time, but it just all went south. Oh, like, no. seriously, if you think of some of the shit he was in, like Stand By Me and shit like that, he was fucking headed to the top.
3: I mean, hell, you're in the Goonies, E.T., the Burbs. I mean, Friday the oh, 13th 4th. Yeah, hey.
4: everything. Like, uh, But listen, Josh Brolin didn't fuck it up. So, I mean, come on, man. That's, yeah, but That's Thanos and Cable.
6: you like? damn
4: right. <laughs> uh-huh. who do- Wait, who doesn't like Josh Me. Brolin?
6: Me. I can... I, I, uh, Josh Brolin would be dead uh, in uh, The grave. You
4: can troll on out.
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's
4: not even hot. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. i mean i ain't trying to fuck them but i'm not either but
6: well it sounds like you guys are suit up
1: uh-oh <laughs> it's ridiculous so okay here's another question i have would you have taken jerry's offer that he gave charlie about just forgetting about him just minding his own business and just walking away absolutely oh, yes.
0: Yeah. yeah yes yeah. Me too. Yeah.
5: yes because then you could become friends with them, and that's the coolest fucking thing ever, right? Right. You can I mean, use that to your advantage.
6: This situation right now.
5: I don't have time to even go into this. Well, yeah. <laughs> our, our neighbor across the
6: street is legitimately a fucking vampire. He has a keeper and everything. Like we've been living this out, so and we haven't said shit to anyone.
3: That's wow. not a serial killer.
5: Well, this yeah, is fascinating. He, he
6: could also be making meth or be a serial killer. We haven't decided truly which. Animals. Pretty sure he's
5: <laughs> he's <laughs> an eighty year old drug dealer because who's going to expect an eighty year old to be a
2: drug dealer? But is it the same neighbor with the duck? No, 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 got no. no.
6: Serial killer slash vampire in the front and duck in the back.
2: Yeah,
3: this guy has his own garage apartment and a house, but all the windows are boarded up inside the house, and he takes like he takes
5: big buckets of white powder, which is looks like lye in there. Why would you take
3: lie into a house to get rid what of that pot?
0: The, the yard yeah.
3: the yard is fenced off. He keeps planting trees and his back driveway that you can pull in. He has a little chain over it, so you can't even turn around. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's a freak. Oh,
5: yeah, been, we're we,
6: like the bird wow. over here.
5: We've been
1: watching him for eight years. It's hot. Yeah. That is fascinating. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool.
5: And he doesn't like us. He's he knows we're on to him.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, All <laughs> oh, well, he, people chained up in there. Seriously. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, after he listens to this episode of the Nostalgia Highway podcast, he'll know that you're on to him for oh, sure.
6: Don't worry, oh, because Justin yells things at him as he can't get <laughs> to the outside. And he'll go, "Hey, are you serial killer or what?" And then runs in the house. oh
2: <laughs> I, yell,
5: "I yell, dead bodies in that house." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my god! This guy bows scary. in a
3: full jumpsuit mask and gloves. He's a weird man. And isn't it's like it? 100 degrees yeah. out. There's no need for it. Have wow. you guys tried to go out and like just interview him?
5: Oh, he hates me. I t- yeah. I talked to him during the Dre show yeah. at like 3 in the morning. He was not friendly. And I was like, I'm new to the tent area. How you doing?
3: He tried yeah. to scold me. We were throwing football and I was like in his driveway. He'd, get out of here, get out of here. I was like, Fuck you, old man. Yeah. Come, come take the ball. I'll it. straight to hell. Hold on, back up for a second. You said I was
5: you all saw...
4: hands that day. I wasn't dropping one pass. <laughs> <laughs> Those windows were fine. So you guys celebrated the derecho, even though it didn't, you know, exactly happen in our neighborhood.
6: <laughs> well, I mean this was the first Doratio.
4: Yeah, this was Fucking what, what, seven years yeah, ago? Yeah,
6: We lost power for like
4: five a week. days. Well that was more of a Derecho. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, this was back then. You're talking about the mega derecho. Yeah, okay. these
6: are hard times.
4: Hard times, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I remember going to the Speedway and everybody was looking at each other and like who had a gun and it oh, was yeah. like it was like the Wild West. I remember that. So
2: so you said you talked to him at like three o'clock in the morning. The question is, was he already outside or did you Knock on his door because uh, I might I might be getting to the bottom of why he hates you.
5: Well, it was uh-huh. really the uh, the power company was out working on the power lines to get the power back, so I'm out there talking to my neighbor, not him, my other neighbor who's an old man, but old man Carl Carl Marshmallows, <laughs> and uh a good boy. He's yeah, Carl boy. Marshmallow's a good boy.
0: He's
5: a good boy. <laughs> but, <laughs> good. And then out came Vampire Keeper. Oh yeah. And I introduced myself, and he just—he wasn't impressed. No. I'll say that. I can't blame. Well, him. Well, it's
6: because he—if he's a serial killer, he's obviously got freezers full of dead bodies, and if you can get the electric back yeah. on, they are going to be smelling.
5: And Fair he is
4: point. scared. That's a Fucking, good point. Yep. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: That's that's day one stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we've been watching him for eight years. Oh yeah, like, I
6: have videos of him doing outlandish. It's shit.
3: weird, dude. Wow, we him, he was walking on Grand Central, like past the mall at seven a.m. one day. He like he was like With
6: seventy-five. A he's a seventy-eight year old man that wears a backpack.
3: I don't know people in their thirties that walk to the mall from our fucking house, let yeah. alone damn near eighty. Wow.
6: Yeah, he's old
3: ass like. Like, he's drinking the blood of virgins
6: and Also, shit. there's all these tiny trees <laughs> on his property. And it seems like every time he goes in that house and then comes back out after a day in there, he plants another little tree. So, I think he's burying the bodies under these trees. And they're nourishing these little trees. <laughs> there's a lot going on.
4: Do you guys mind- out? You guys mind if I come over and observe this guy? Absolutely, come right over.
6: Well, he'll know. But, we we think he has little
4: cameras too, but he'll mm-hmm. get a lot of this from me on there.
3: <laughs>
4: he wants yeah, like me. That. Come get it, baby. I'll wear my Austin three sixteen shirt. We'll have a good time. I'll oh, throw yeah. one on too.
6: If you guys go. Could go ahead and reshoot the burbs, I'm totally down to do that. <laughs>
3: Do you remember the shot and she was so pretty? Man. Sweet, where it's Justin and Elvis talking shit, and yeah. then they pull off, and Baldwin pulls in behind. It's that yeah. ass across the street. That's his house.
6: Yeah, he's a his house okay is a lot. Yeah,
4: yeah, we didn't ask him. We just did it. So mm-hmm. fuck him. But so he's awesome. in the movie. Well, his house is.
6: Every time this man leaves his house, his apartment, garage apartment, because he doesn't live in the house. He lives in the garage apartment. Uh Every time he leaves, he goes and checks every door on his property, not just the garage apartment but the house too, all the side doors and he looks at us if we're outside, like he's like, "You guys coming in here, so we have a thing that if someday if if he's far enough away and we can track him.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Our buddy, our other neighbor, he's like, if you guys could keep track of him and communicate with me. He's like, I'll break in there while he's far away. Just have a look around and report back. And I'm like, can we do this now? Because
2: I need to know. There's something in there. It ain't right. I no longer feel wow. bad about my neighbor double parking. I'm going to let him slide. <laughs> 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 I'm
3: not involved. Just
1: on the record. Yeah, man. Uh. Record, I'm I mean, it never
6: happened, but the dream is there.
1: Yeah, no. I think the worst thing I have with neighbors is their damn dogs barking. Mm. I think that's the worst we've got. I'm that neighbor.
2: Oh, okay. I'm that neighbor. Damn dogs.
6: See, we're the trashy neighbors that always have like half-naked whores in our yard doing photo shoots. Like, Hell
0: yeah. we
6: just we just <laughs> murdered Lane outside as Casey Becker from Scream, and we're dragging her across our neighbor's yard all bloody, like, uh, awesome. with, her butt, with her butt cheeks out and shit. So, like, we're those neighbors.
4: Well, man, I'm kind of disappointed. I don't know when you do these photo shoots, but sometimes <laughs> I'll take a, a sneak-out smoke break and just, you know, drive around and you guys are really in the neighborhood, so sometimes I'll drive up that street and just be like, oh, shit, nobody's doing anything today.
0: <laughs>
4: oh, well. You it know. happens.
2: It yeah. out for Are there any places for sale uh, in the <laughs>
6: neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not too shabby. There's, there's <laughs> What's the market like? Here, <laughs> right, right. 24-7. <laughs> Sometimes you'll see Justin, with, like, with, in a thong though in the yard. And that gets a little more questionable.
5: Oh, hey, well, problem solved. <laughs> I'm moving. I got, a, I got a friend. I got to keep it up, you know. Uh, hey, got that. hey.
4: So, look, pals. Uh, that. That's as, true. as long as it's American flag uh, thong, I mean, oh, I, I Can accept that.
1: Right. Yeah. We, uh, we ready to head into our wrap up and ranks on this for Fright Night? Why's, why not? All right. Who wants to go
3: first? I can go if you want. I got some good shit wrote, wrote down. I All right, like... basic, basically, my wraparound for the uh, for this podcast is uh, Fright Night, ten out of ten. And if you think any different, you're a bullshit artist. Uh, get in, get some, get bent. If you don't like me, you don't like what I say, where I come from. Well, goddamn it, you shouldn't be watching Fright Night to begin with. So strap in and watch it. Are you done? <laughs> 10 out of 10, boys. That's
4: a fucking wrap-up and rating right there. There you go. I I appreciate that. Short,
1: sweet, and to the point.
4: My life. I'm going to call this an 8.5 out of 10. That's no shit. This is probably my favorite movie that we're reviewing this month. It's better than uh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken, even though I do recommend everybody. That blows
1: me away still.
4: I'm telling you. I love that movie, (laughs) but... <laughs> as a child, I love that movie. I'm not sure it translates as an adult as well, so I, I do worry that uh, this, this fair challenge I gave to Mr. LaRue could be in jeopardy because it isn't as good a movie to see as an adult if you didn't see it as a child. It has that uh, gateway to horror vibe. So, But, uh, yeah, for me, 8.5, Fright Night.
5: I'll go next, I guess. no uh, good. I know everyone on this end here is gonna say the same, but ten out of ten. Start to finish, front to back, there's your title, Fright Night. Uh and the remake, I don't know we're not gonna talk about the remake, but I will. I didn't I normally don't like remakes all that much, but it wasn't bad. Uh it was a cool one yeah. allowed to get J- Jerry Dandridge back in it. Ooh. Um but yeah, ten out of ten. Yes. Great casting in the original. Jerry Dandridge, fantastic. And yeah, Fuck them. They don't like it. Come see us. <laughs> I'm nobody. I'm, i you know where to find me. I'm not a hard guy to find. Usually hanging around the Ames Fire. Don't. Mess That's 100. what I was gonna say. Dumpster behind Sixpence. Come don't at me.
6: <laughs> well, I guess um, I'll go ahead and say uh, on the fuckability scale it's a twenty out of ten for me. But uh, the movie is probably a, a ten out of ten, uh, maybe a nine point five.
5: Nine
6: point five. Nine point five. I can't give it. A, a perfect score is not attainable unless you're like
4: Michael Myers.
6: Never that.
4: Oh, oh, oh. wow. Okay.
6: I'm a Freddy Krueger girl. Sorry, Michael Myers is horseshit.
4: Uh, Greasy yeah. Strangler. Ten out of ten. Okay, Greasy Strangler is a ten out of ten. I'll give you about that. Right you is. might
6: be right about that. But yeah. no, I mean the movie. The movie is is nostalgic without trying, and it's not. It, it was made in the '80s, but feels timeless. You can watch it still today, and you're not, like, looking at it like it doesn't hold up. The effects hold up, the fucking acting holds up, and uh, the soundtrack holds up. So, it's this is fucking grit the classic.
5: I'll say another 10 out of 10, and this ain't on the show, <laughs> but New Year's Evil, 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah,
6: 10 out of 10.
5: No, come on. See, now you're you just doc- discredited yourself there. No, no, no. Felony, are you kidding me? That that main title I, song? Down, 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 New Year's down, Evil,
4: down. a 10. It's New Year's Evil! Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave you guys a lot of credit until that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was entertaining. It was an entertaining oh, movie. Yeah.
4: Next thing you're going to tell me is Ghoulies 3 is a 10 out of 10. Ooh,
1: Ghoulies
0: 3. They go to I college. Mean. They do
4: good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ghoulies go to
5: college. Give me a break. Oh,
6: man. I'll
5: tell you another 10 out of 10. Halloween 5. No. Oh, oh, shit. Jenna loves Brianna.
6: Oh, my God.
5: That's a good one. You watch that one in college.
4: That's a porno.
5: (laughs) (laughs) My question was going to be,
4: is that on X Hamster? Oh, yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
4: okay, all right. <laughs> oh, man. We're
3: trying to keep this a clean show, boys. Damn,
4: that's highway, boys. <laughs>
5: Asking Lock for down, pants down, get some.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I'm going to be the outlier here. Um, I really enjoy the movie; I like it a lot. But this is one that I actually saw later. Like I, I was probably in high school by the time I saw this movie for the first time. Uh, I enjoy it more every time I watch it, but for now. I'd say like a seven and a half, <laughs> seven point five. Yeah. Um But if you enjoyed it more and more, so that that rating will just keep going up. Right, right. Yeah. And, and and that's that's the thing, is if, for me like I'm a huge Dracula fan and when I think vampires, that's what I throw in. You know, like yeah it, you know, Hammer Horror, uh Dracula is my go to. Um i i typically steer clear of a lot of vampire like i'm not i'm also not the biggest lost boy fans or any anything like that um but of those movies like fright night's definitely the better and i i could easily see this reaching like an eight eight and a half as i watch it more because it, it, like like you guys were saying it it holds up and you can watch it now and nothing's lost on you like it it all translate. It's sexy as hell.
6: That's
2: true. (laughs) Right? And uh,
6: Kelly is off the charts.
5: My pants get tight when I watch it.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes.
5: Uh, Folds meter's a 10 out of 10. I completely (laughs) believe (laughs) that.
2: But um, I, I think what it's missing for me is just the nostalgia factor. Just because I didn't watch it young and that's on me. So I'll I'll take that hit. But definitely a fun flick.
5: I agree. Uh, you said, I you said Dracula. Now the old the old way to say it was Dracula. <laughs> right, right. So that's what I'm bringing to the table right now. <laughs> or uh Fang face. I
4: am I got Fang
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, McFrost. God, That was a a Steve Austin name right there. That's right. He said, no, sir. (laughs) Uh, Not today, Mr. McMahon. Do you like pro wrestling? Yeah.
7: Are you tired of the same old recap podcast? Uh, duh. Do wrestling fans confuse you?
8: More than you will ever know. Well, you're in luck. Join me, Mike J., And me, Mike S., every Saturday for the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we break
7: down the ups and downs of main roster WWE and try to explain online fan outrage.
8: And of course, we have the Wednesday Night War between NXT and AEW covered from our unique viewpoints. That's the Drive-By Wrestling
7: Podcast, every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Still breaking hearts and breaking kayfabe. Uh, I guess that is what we say. It is.
1: Now, just to second everything you guys have said, I love the old school gothic hammer style vampire visuals that Tom Holland gives us, along with his, you know, uh, MO of having youth telling wild stories that... Someone or something is coming to get them, and no one believes. Um, I really enjoy Brad Fidel's score here. Uh, he was fresh off of Terminator, and uh, Tom Holland was so impressed with the score that he did there that he he just had to have him here for Fright Night. And uh, I realized something today because when I was uh, when I got up this morning, I watched John Carpenter's Vampires, and you guys kind of talked about. Uh, you know the, the vampires in this movie were dirty and nasty and and that's the way I like my vampires I don't like the vampires that are you know they're all prettied up and they're glamorous and I mean even though that's the way Jerry kind of presents to start off uh, with that 80s flair but I think that's the reason why this movie is so enjoyable for me is because when they do turn they're gross and they're they they're disfigured and ugly um the final sequence, the battle, was awesome. The special effects was were incredible. Uh, Chris Sarandon owns the scene from the time he greets both of them when they come in the house. And one thing that uh, always really stuck with me as a kid is the way Chris Sarandon always talked when he was in his vampire form. The way he just drew out his syllables. It fucked with me so hard as a kid. Like, it, it really messed with me. And even as an adult, it's still a little unsettling. But it was uh, just a credit to him. This is a super fun movie, and uh, I go to it often. But this is an eight out of ten for me. Take
3: okay, that, nice. But eight, we, we got seven point five and eights all around. But it's most positive reviews. What, what gets a ten on this show? Like best special effects I've seen
4: ever. Still an eight. Uh, Jason goes to hell and. Uh... Halloween Five gets a ten out of ten on this podcast.
6: Well, that's,
4: that's just opinion. Boo
6: this man.
4: Well, I'm just saying that's fact. It's not opinion. Hey, Jason goes to hell. I mean, if Crayton you think, Crayton, think it's an opinion, you're fake news. Fake news.
6: Well, I just changed my name to fake news
1: officially. <laughs> yes. But, no, this is one of my favorite vampire movies. I mean, seriously, though, there's a lot of nostalgia with it, and the characters are memorable. And, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot.
5: I'm glad you brought up John Carpenter's Vampires, because I really enjoy that one as well. Yeah.
1: That's a good one. Malik's a really cool. (laughs) I agree. I feel like he's kind of unsung, and I... That was the last good carpenter flick. It was, unfortunately. James yeah, Wood yeah. kills it in that movie too. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. I Thanks. love him in that. He's so good. And Daniel Baldwin, he sounds like Alec Baldwin in that yeah.
4: movie. If their Great last name's passing. Baldwin, they they act the same. It's the same person.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Pretty much.
6: Wait, so you said you don't like pretty vampires, but like where do you stand on like Lestat and like <laughs> Interview with the Vampire, because I feel like they are, like, still badasses, and they do get creepier. Yes. But they definitely are pretty. They're not, like, Twilight pretty. Like, they glitter and shit, but they're, like, very attractive.
1: No, I I agree with you, and I do like Interview with the Vampire. I like that movie a lot. I'm pretty high on it as well. Really good performances. I even kind of like Queen of the Damned. Oh, Oh. I
6: fucking love Queen of the Damned. Uh, I love the soundtrack, and everyone makes the soundtrack
1: is awesome. Yeah, awesome. I I owned I bought the CD.
6: Oh, I love it so much. In fact, this is crazy and a stupid story that no one cares about. But just a couple weeks ago, I was uh, about to do a photo shoot with this really hot fucking model, and she was like, "Can we put on some music?" And I was like, "Ugh, okay, I guess, because you're gonna pick something stupid." And she goes. Do you happen to have the queen of the damn soundtrack? And I went, this bitch <laughs> is the shit. And uh, I put do that on and we fucking shot. It, and it was like the best shoot I've ever done. Because uh, we were jamming out hard. Yeah, because corns full. <laughs> I suck your own wiener.
5: I tried, and I hurt my neck. <laughs> oh, big Mary Marilyn Marilyn
6: Manson's on that soundtrack.
5: Uh, after winter. Marilyn Manson turned to shit.
6: Oh...
5: So, in all fairness, if it's not Gary Oldman, I'm not hard. Good call. Gary Oldman was fucking amazing. Yeah.
1: Yes, I agree.
5: He's he not dead.
1: He's... <laughs> <What else?
5: laughs> oh, yeah. Googling Gary Oldman can be a dangerous game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's fun to enter thought of that. It's oh, true. Shit. Oh, man. That's a fun night, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, listeners, if you, if you get bored, Google Gary Oldman. Bend the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Turn the safe search off. Oh, play yeah. A little, play a little 50-50 on a little Reddit.
5: excitement in your night, you know what <laughs> I mean? There
3: you go. There you like, go. Like Taco Bell run. <laughs> 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 Idiot. Oh, blowing your ass, first, but damn, it was worth it.
1: Alright. Well, real quick, Justin, do you wanna go ahead and give give a little plug here on what Raisin is doing for the month of October, for the rest of October at least? No. No?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> That's that fine. Gonna...
2: Come on, man. No, actually I, I don't think we're set on the movies yet, but I th- I think we're we're gonna do kind of a, a dysfunctional family theme. Uh I, I think the only movie we have definitely locked down is You're Next. Okay. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. 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 You should do Power Beast 5000. Power Beast 5000. Copy that. Be if you're going
5: to do your, your next, you should do the WCW Goldberg home b- movie.
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> if you're going to do Dysfunctional Families, you should do Frontiers.
2: Ooh, good one. I haven't seen Frontiers, but...
6: What? Frontiers. It's like my favorite. Oh, fuck. It's so fucked up.
4: Put it on my list. I like yes. fucked up. It's good. It's foreign film. Matt won't watch it because he don't like subtitles.
6: Dude, it's worth it. It's watch the her. dubbed. It's so fucking good.
4: That's like me with Jaws. I won't even
3: put it on because the damn subtitles. <laughs> Idiot. I'd like to see what
4: happens, but hey, I, I don't know about November, but I think December when I mean, we gotta we gotta review some. Uh, she was so pretty. Movies. There you go. I
6: heard this movie's eat shit. Uh,
4: I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever seen them, but they should have. I don't want to watch them ever again. Honestly, I'll watch them again. I like them. <laughs> Man. Good lead in that. Jesus.
3: I appreciate it great-
4: any time of the year, but during December, I, I mean, I hold it. I hold it off till December because it's an exclusive Christmas horror watch for me.
6: I can
2: appreciate
4: that. Yeah, top of my list. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say, I, like, I know you've mentioned it a couple times. It's definitely on my list. I I want to check them out for sure.
4: Go to Scream Team releasing and uh, purchase one. That's, why, that's what that's what we're gonna have to do. Double feature.
6: I think they're cheap as shit right now too. I think they just lowered the price, so you get both for like fourteen ninety nine. I think.
0: Man, yeah. did you do that.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, I pretended to be the director because I'm a woman, so I clearly can't direct a film.
2: But wow. I okay. they put
6: my name on it as the director, so. Wow,
2: well, that's a bold move. <laughs> 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 no, I can't. I can't. But yeah, th- you know, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed uh talk with all you guys. And if you want to hear more of me, check me out on Race and Horror. Uh, I do a podcast with my younger sister. We kind of have some differing of views. Uh, there's about a decade between us. She's, you know, a lover of horror as well, and uh, we talk about our favorite movies and just kind of go back and forth and banter back and forth with, uh, you know, a different movie every every other week. Uh, You can find us everywhere online at Raised in Horror, and tune in in the month of November. We're going to be focusing on dysfunctional families, and we're probably starting off with your next. Uh, So check us out.
1: All right. Well, since it's Halloween and we're all about everything horror, let's talk about some of our favorite horror movies to watch, besides the one we've already reviewed. But before we do, let's check in with our good friends, the Mikes on Mikes, over at the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast for some of their October favorites.
7: Welcome, welcome! Oh, well, this isn't our show, is it, Mike? No, it's
8: not at all our show. Not at one single bit. Hold on, hold on. Not our show... yet. <laughs> what they didn't know they opened
7: the door to. I'm Mike J, and with me is my co-host, Mike S., We are the Mikes on Mikes of the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. Uh, You hear our ad here on Nostalgia Highway Podcast every other Tuesday, typically, uh, when they release episodes. And they reach out to us and ask for our thoughts, opinions, our favorite Halloween time movies. And as... We're not just wrestling nerds, we're also movie nerds, comic book nerds, we're just nerds in general, wouldn't you say, Mike? Yeah, we're huge nerds. So I thought, well, hell yeah, man, let's jump in on this. So, Mike, I'll go to you first, man, like, is there a group of particular movies that you like to watch, a type, a style, or is there anything piquing your interest right now, man?
8: There's a lot of things piquing my interest right now. But, for the sake of this, and these other people's podcasts, we're not going to talk about what's peaking my interest right now. The boys. Watch the boys. <laughs> listen listen to the new Deftones album, Ohms. It's amazing. <laughs> these are the th- Watch the Wolf on Snow Hill. These are the things piquing my interest. But for the sake of this, and the sake of brevity, yes, I have certain movies that I watch during Halloween. I am a horror fan, love horror movies, these are not my favorite horror movies, these are movies I like to watch during Halloween, Yep. we're going to open up with an easy one here, uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the, the, ba- the bastard child of the Halloween franchise. It most is? people want to go with the classic Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. Those are the classics. Some of you even like to rewatch Rob Zombie's Halloween. I don't know why, but you do. Uh, that, that, we'll get there. Don't get me wrong. I like the aspect of Michael Myers and that being this like gigantic creature that can bust through walls. But we'll get to it when you get there. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. This movie is the most Halloween of all the Halloween movies. Ask me why, Mike ask me why why Mike because it deals with fucking trick-or-treaters and Halloween masks man it's a whole batshit insane plot about this company making masks they're gonna blow up and kill kids on Halloween and it's fucking insane it's fucking insane and it gets such a bad rap because the Halloween franchise was supposed to be a yearly uh, installment franchise it wasn't going to be Michael Myers, but Michael Myers did so well. They were like, Halloween 2, we need some Michael Myers back. So they did Halloween 2. Michael Myers was like, Halloween 3? Fuck Michael Myers. We're not doing this shit. Season of the Witch. <laughs> so they have this movie, and everyone goes to watch it, and they're like, where the fuck is My- Michael Myers? Man, who cares? Because you got a brilliant, brilliant fucking movie going on right here that if you just gave it time, just gave it time, you would know that it's it's... It's probably the second or third best Halloween movie, to be honest with you, and Tom Atkins is the shit in it. He's the <laughs> shit in it. Everyone wants to fuck Tom Atkins in this movie. I don't know why, but everyone does. I'll tell you why, because he's Tom fucking Atkins. Halloween 3, that's my first on my list. Mike, what you got? Right
7: now, this is going to sound a little weird. I'm just going to toss it out there. But uh, you and I, two completely different lifestyles. I have three children. And something that came to my attention that I never really watched or paid attention to. But now that it's on TV all the time and on demand all the time. Have you seen the Hotel Transylvania movies, Mike? Uh,
8: I've seen the first and I watched it with my niece.
7: I think it's hilarious. Uh, I like the... An inclusion of the classic monsters it's an adam sandler movie so all the the normal actors are voicing the characters if that makes sense that belong in adam sandler movies they do a fantastic job now as a horror fan i'm gonna throw that one out there and then tell you probably next on my list scream i love the scream movies uh particularly the first one It's one of those movies where I think, in a personal opinion, as a horror fan, you never forget the first time you saw it and the the reveal, the shock, right? That's true. And it just, for that reason, it has a special place in my heart. And it's one of those movies, man, when this season comes creeping around, you know, it's just, man, I really got to try to squeeze that one in because it's just, I don't know. It's an important one to me. I, I love Scream
8: one of the most iconic opening scenes in a horror movie ever unforgettable unforgettable say whatever you can hate that movie all you want but that first extended 10 to 15 minutes before the the credits hit with Drew Barrymore is pure fucking brilliance pure brilliance
7: and and as far as you know like starting the movie like Drew Barrymore like she's gonna be the star of this movie man. Drew Barrymore is who they dead.
8: sold the movie with right she was the, the main face on all the commercials, on all the posters. It was a great juxtaposition of like how you think the final girl is going to work. I loved it.
7: Yep. And then when you hear the line, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Chills. I mean, I think you, you, you kind of know what you're in for. Yes. Chills. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What, what do you got next, Mike?
8: Uh, next on my list is one that has, uh, as you said, you have children. You know, that came into your life fairly recently. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. This is the same for me. Um, this is a movie that came out when I was a kid. Never watched it. Looked like some kiddie bullshit. I wasn't ever really into kids movies as a kid. Kids movies to me were like Terminator and RoboCop, right? Because I grew up with this. <laughs> I grew up with a single mom for quite a while, and so she just watched grown-up movies and just had me watch them with her. Also, the 80s were a weird time for kids movies. Kids like RoboCop had action yeah. figures. A motherfucker gets yeah. his throat ripped out in that movie, and that shit had action figures. So it was weird. So this was like a kid's movie that came out in the 90s, uh, right when I was starting to hit the teenage years. So it was just a little childish to me. But I recently watched it with my niece, because she was over. And I'm going to be real, man. Hocus Pocus is the shit.
7: You know what's awesome? It's on my list, too. Um Ho-
8: it's, what a great fucking movie man first of all Bette Midler is just chewing fucking scenery up in this Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker looking goth sexy as fuck like it's yep. just a, an amazing movie the main characters that kid from that show uh, Erie Indiana I loved that mm. fucking show uh, I'm going to rewatch that so the main characters the kid from Erie Indiana I just watched this movie honest to god for the first time three weeks ago and it's because it's a Halloween staple for me here on out.
7: Yep, I will probably be watching that one this weekend. I haven't got to it yet. It's my wife's favorite Halloween movie. Um, So, I kind of went into it kind of along the same lines as you. It was one that I knew about but never really paid attention to and then, of course, I had to watch it because my wife made me and I'm like, damn, this is a damn good movie. And it's a little bit twisted if you really think about it. Yes.
8: Yes, it is. What do you got?
7: I I throw this one on there. It's... I wouldn't at all call it a classic. It's almost maybe a cult classic. It's had some sequels that maybe, I don't want to say harm the original because I hold the original dear to my heart, but Jeepers Creepers. When it came out, it kind of sold me as like this old school monster movie. I loved how they went almost the entirety of the film without actually showing the monster. And then at the end, it's kind of, you see it in all its glory. I love the unique idea of this movie. Uh, I thought the acting was good in a cheesy '80s bad way, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and it just—it really hits on all those things I look for in a in a cheeky, like tongue-in-cheek movie, like '80s movie, but it's like slightly more modern. What was that? Early 2000s? 2001. Okay. So I, I mean and I just I, I don't know, man. The creeper is one of my favorite villains when it comes to like movie monsters at this point. Even though I know there's you know, two's a little iffy. Uh I never saw the third one. It's I know maybe you said not to.
8: Three's three's possibly the worst movie I've ever seen in a theater because yeah. my wife loves Jeepers creepers and made us go to the one night showing of it. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later made us go watch some other terrible horror movie. And midway through that, I looked at her and was like, you're never picking movies again. But the creeper itself (laughs) in the first one is a fantastic concept. Um, I will say this. Derry had it coming. Yeah, he did. He did. Dude just didn't know when to stop. If you see someone throwing bodies down a hole, bro, just keep driving and go to the police. Don't fucking investigate.
7: Nope. Derry had nope, it coming. don't stick your nose out.
8: Derry had it coming. Uh, after that, for me, this is kind of a twofer, um, a two and one here, if you, if you will, to quote Dusty Rhodes, um, <laughs> Frankenstein and Dracula, Universal's Frankenstein and Dracula. Um, it's a twofer because they're only each about an hour long, so you can watch them both back to back, get like a nice two hour, two hour fifteen minute experience with it at best. Uh, these two movies are the movies that initially got me into horror movies. Um, when I was about, I don't know, I'd say I was probably, this was the first house my mom and I ever lived in, so we moved out of there when I was eight. So it had to have been before I was eight. American Movie Classics started, became like an actual channel. And this is back when they played American Movie Classics and not whatever the fuck they do now. Um, right. Endless Walking Dead shows. And on Saturday afternoon, starting at... Uh, one, they would play old black and white horror movies. And the first week, and so they would play Dracula, Bride of Dracula, Daughter of Dracula. Next week, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, right? So these were the first Mm -hmm. two movies that, and every week, my mom and I would sit and watch these every Saturday. It was like our thing. Mom would make popcorn one o'clock Saturday afternoon. We're on the couch watching black and white horror movies. And these are what got me interested in horror and especially Frankenstein and Dracula, um, my family is from, uh, Romania, and specifically the area of Romania that used to be Wallachia, where, uh, Vlad Tepes himself lived, so I've always had, like, a, I don't want to call it a personal connection, you know what I mean, but it's like, I've always thought, hey, that's cool, this was a guy from where my family was from, um, So I always had an attachment to specifically the Bela Lugosi version. He was, uh, to me, was my, outside of like the older grandparents and great aunts and uncles in my family, that was like who I didn't see very often at all. He was a representation of Romania to me. So I attached myself to that character. And then Frankenstein, I don't know why, but like at a young age, I just felt bad for this guy, man. And the pain that Boris Karloff could like show you through almost no words and under all that makeup it, it struck me as a child yeah. and these two movies are the reason that I'm a horror movie fan
7: I, I love it man they're classics I have on mine I, I, I don't want to, to to wrap my side of this up Mike I don't want to take too much time in these fine gentlemen's podcasts but Halloween both I have in my notes, and by both, I don't mean Halloween 1 and 2, I mean Halloween and Halloween the Rob Zombie version, for two separate reasons, uh, Halloween, the original, the John Carpenter, I just, man, it's, I mean, you don't get any better for a a Halloween movie, right, I mean, the setting, it's, it, it, it encompasses everything that you think about when it comes to Halloween, being a kid, trick or treating. I love the like the whole take on the babysitting thing, which of course to do kind of like you've done, like the guys on the side of highway do all the time. It was originally called the Babysitter Murders, right? Like so, they changed it and they they went with this Michael Myers thing. I I, I just love the whole, I love the story, man, and I love the the setups i love the suspense the music the the leering shots of michael myers then he disappears and to relate it to pro wrestling man i love how much of that was taken from at least in my opinion halloween and applied to a character like kane right the head tilt the Fair. Uh,
8: that's that's the, a great the, comparison
7: the the looking the leering I love it man and so all of this kind of wraps up to where Halloween the original is my perfect Halloween movie now the remake I'm a huge Rob Zombie fan and I think that some of his movies get bad raps I think some of them are absolute horseshit and I will admit it the second one he did for Halloween not a big fan uh what was the one The Lords of Salem Lord that of Salem. was possibly the worst movie i've ever seen in my life but but the halloween remake the original halloween remake where we get a newly crafted backstory to this character that we've all known for years and years i thought it was a breath of fresh air and i thought it breathed New life into the character and this franchise in general and I loved every bit of it. And having Daniel Harris in it, who was, you know, an older not the same character, but just an adult in this movie who was in the first one. I it just man, I just loved it. I, I love everything about it. It was gritty, dirty, sexy, everything you expect from Rob Zombie, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think he knocked it out of the park with the first one, and then I don't know what he really did with the second one. I don't hate the second one. It's just, you know, not on my list.
8: That's fair. That's fair. I've got two more on my list here. Um, One is kind of a weird one, and it's my top one, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, Trick or Treat.
7: You know, I kind of thought I probably should put this on my list, but then I also thought, I bet you Mike
8: will put it on his. Trick or Treat is maybe like the perfect anthology movie Mm -hmm. the stories all somehow tie into each other be it just a character just traipsing through everything done with it was clever and you can tell they put love and effort into this because of love of halloween like this was this is a quintessential halloween movie to me like this is top-notch halloween stuff right here um Everyone's watched this movie at this point, I think. Brilliant. Uh, Sam, the little dude in it, he's become a Halloween icon in his own right. A horror movie icon in his own right. Give us a fucking sequel, guys. Give us a fucking sequel. (laughs) And that rolls me into my number one movie, Mike. My number one Halloween movie. I watch this every fucking Halloween at least twice. Every October I watch this movie twice. Halloween 6 6 6 The Curse of Michael Myers. Possibly, there we go. possibly the worst Halloween movie ever made? Yes. <laughs> but this movie is so ridiculously over the top. Um, if you're not aware, after Halloween 3, they went into Halloween 4, 5, and 6, they brought back Michael Myers. They went into the storyline called The Thorn. Where it turns out Michael Myers was the Thorn, which is a a creature not really like a creature, but a human being that becomes a, a killing machine for this cult, right, um, and so it flips Michael Myers on his head, gives him a reason for, like, why he is the way he is, um, but in this movie, he is back trying to, uh, uh, you know, take out the rest of the Strode family to continue the thorn and the cult, he needs the baby of, uh, Lori Strode's daughter, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Who,
8: as you mentioned earlier, Danielle Williams, four and five. And then in six, she gets murdered. Although it's not Danielle Williams playing her, I don't think. I might have this a little wrong too. I don't really watch four and five.
7: Harris. I don't mean to it, Daniel it, Harris. Uh, correct That's you. That's it. Daniel Harris. No,
8: Danielle Harris. Thank you. <laughs> Danielle Harris's character. So, but this movie is so ridiculous. It even brings back Tommy Doyle, the little boy from the first one that was being babysat by Laurie Strode, played by a Paul Stephen Rudd. Paul Rudd makes his fucking acting debut in this. If you watch this movie, it says introducing Paul Stephen Rudd at the fucking <laughs> beginning of it. Paul Rudd, and he's straight up Paul Rudd in this movie. Like he hadn't hit all the Paul Rudd quirks yet, you know. But he's fucking Paul Rudd in this movie. Paul Rudd playing Tommy Doyle, trying to take down Michael Myers. Tommy Doyle has done nothing but study Michael Myers his whole fucking life, and he's here to stop him from taking Laurie Strode's granddaughter. And it is the stupidest fucking Halloween movie made other than Halloween 2. Rob Zombie is the dumbest... Well, let's take that back. (laughs) Is Resurrection worse? Than 2? Yeah, that's the one after H2O, right? Was that called Resurrection? That yeah, one, I believe that, one's, I, that one's, that one's. I'm going to say yeah. yeah. The one where Buster Rhymes fist fights Michael Myers, that one's worse. But this movie knows what it is. It knows it's a ridiculous movie. It's aware of it. It's all about it. It does not give a shit, and it goes a hundred percent into it. Also, Donald Pleasants comes back as uh, Samuel Loomis in this one, and you know, obviously, uh, it was the '90s. Anything that said Miramax in the 90s was usually solid in some way, shape, or form. And this movie, while stupid, is so solid as a ridiculous over-the-top movie. I love it. It's my number one Halloween movie of all time.
7: Fantastic. I love every bit of this, Mike. Uh, You know, Halloween in general, uh, favorite time of the year. Fall, favorite time of the year. Nothing beats October for me. I I know that you have a special place in your heart as well. And, you know, I think we tried to do a very good job. We probably got some of our facts wrong. But you know what? Maybe we should leave it to and send it back to the professionals, the boys at Nostalgia Highway Podcast. We are the Mikes on Mics from the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. And, hey, thanks for having us and letting us be just a little part, probably longer than you
4: wanted, of your show. You guys are beautiful.
8: We love you. Have a great week.
4: Does anybody have a uh, favorite movie or a couple movies to watch during October?
3: Power Beats 5000. <laughs>
4: <laughs> what 5000? 5, Troll 000? 2. Troll 2 makes tops of the list. Troll every month. 2. Troll no, I mean, 2. I was looking for serious inquiries here. Jason Goes to Hell, Boys. There you and go. Uh, there you Jason go. Stuff.
5: I'll it's put just... in put in the
4: shocker there. Oh, <laughs> man. What's crazy? I love that movie. That's a good movie, too. Movie. Yeah. I'm,
1: this. I'll tell you, this <laughs> Halloween, I'm definitely going to be watching some Friday the 13th because I just got my box set in the mail today. Whatever. So. October yeah. sky
5: is pretty good. I mean, Fuck. I'm
6: a girl, so I like to watch trick or treat and carve jack o' lanterns.
5: Yes!
4: That's
6: awesome. Yeah.
4: Well, like, it's, it's kind of treat.
6: basic, but, like, that, that's, that's a movie you watch on Halloween. Like, that's a fucking Yeah, there's
2: movie.
1: nothing wrong with that.
2: Special treat for you. Uh,. If you want to tune into the Race and Horror podcast, we got a special guest named uh, Dave King who sits in on our episode on Trick or Treat.
0: Oh shit! There
4: you go. I've heard he's a good boy.
2: Yeah, oh, he's he's all right. Keep his pants on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For me in October, like I'm, I'm not the type of person that likes to watch movies over and over and over again. I'll typically give a year or two in between. The only thing that I really like have to watch every october is creep show every yes. single october creep show gets thrown in um but aside from that like you know i i try my best to do the 31 days of of uh halloween and watch at least 31 movies in the month of october like the best that i can uh but i rotate like the big franchises every couple years so like this year i'm watching all the uh, texas chainsaw massacre movies Last year, I did all the Halloween movies. The year before that, it was the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Next year will probably be Friday the 13th, because unlike you, Matt, I was not able to get my hands on that box set yet. So
6: Also, I mean, if you're like into independent horror, uh, I feel like The Barn is a fun Halloween independent, as well as yeah, Tales is. of yeah. Halloween. I think they're both solid Like to watch during the season, for sure.
2: What What was the second one?
6: Tales of Halloween.
2: Oh, well, if you want to tune into our <laughs> <Here> <laughs> episode seven of our podcast, we covered tales of Halloween. No. you big Darren Lynn
6: Boozman fan?
2: I, I'm a big fan of Tales of Halloween. Then you probably like him. Which, which which one was he involved with? I don't know. I just know he did one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he
6: did the night Billy raised hell.
2: Oh, that yeah, that's definitely one of the better of that yeah. entire. That's it's, it's so good.
4: It's so funny. Yeah. Guess, every that's awesome. yeah. Uh, Heidi Moore does a good independent film. I've seen uh Kill Dolly Kill.
6: Oh dear. No, I love I love uh Heidi Moore. She's an angel from heaven.
4: <laughs> Wait till you catch that
3: sequel. You want to see a couple familiar faces. Yeah, that's why up.
6: I made that remark. Because really? all of us bitch asses are in that sequel.
3: Oh man. Oh, that- all right. You what might get it? to see someone act with Uncle Lloyd. Not going to get too close to the camera, so you might see his face. Uncle Lloyd's
6: in <laughs> I got to film Lloyd Kaufman's uh, dick in his underpants. No, you did. No, I, you did. did. Yeah, I, helped, I did. I helped
3: write the scene, too. Yeah. I was I was under the table wow. with Mike Kaufman's yeah. crotch.
6: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it wild ride.
5: Putting into work.
2: I just storyboards.
5: He's a, good, he's a good man. <laughs> the woods and people. Yeah. All right. I'm not
4: sure when the release is on that. I could
6: Dolly Deadly.
4: Oh, Dolly Deadly was the first one. It's Kill Dolly yeah, Kill. Yes, so Kill Dolly one. Kill
6: is the second one. Yeah,
4: I fucking got him backwards. That's it. Yeah, okay. At least I did my research.
6: Yeah. Yeah. The first one is super fucking good.
4: Yeah. But before we cut this,
3: the, Justin. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. you don't you don't watch the big franchises and you kind of skip years and all that. I respect that, but if there is one big franchise that you shouldn't skip and you should stay on on board year round, it's the Leprechaun franchise. And I'm oh. not bullshit you because
2: I love the Leprechaun franchise.
3: Keep those flowing. Don't don't hold off. Yeah, one yeah. One a week. One a week. <laughs> one a week. Don't don't even skip. It. You know you don't want to. So. You got skip, Vegas.
6: Skip four every time.
3: Space, fuck you. Space is great. Uh, you got Vegas, is, You got yeah, space. Space is the best. There we go. Doctor Mittenham doing
2: work. Uh, I, I I do love the Leprechaun franchise. Growing up, it was uh, it was definitely my favorite for a long time.
3: Well, you know, you know the password in four that where they save the ship, right?
2: I I can't remember the. password. You past. got
3: that ten second countdown?
2: Yeah, yeah. I remember the scene.
3: Oh yeah, wizard.
2: Lizard, yeah. Wizard,
3: that's <laughs> neither here nor there.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think, I think there was a period in my life where I rented Leprechaun three, like every weekend for probably seven, eight
1: months straight. There you go. See, that's good. Fazio.
6: <laughs> have you guys ever seen Fun Size?
1: Is it streaming anywhere? Or have I just seen it like on social media? I'm
6: not sure. It's a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. But it's it's based on Halloween, and it's not a horror movie, but it's very fucking good, and no one's seen it. It makes me sad. It is such a fucking fun movie. Johnny Knoxville is in it, and he's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And,
6: dude, it's super good. Like, I, I can't believe it's so slept on. Like, it's such a fun fucking movie.
4: So, I'm, yeah, aware, I'm cool. aware of it, and uh, honestly, since you've said that, it I guarantee you will get watched in my house before...
6: You'll really
2: like it. It's
4: very. Before fun. this month ends, yeah. Yeah. It's got,
2: it's got Ricky Lindholm, and I I like her a lot, from Garfunkel and hmm I'm gonna have to check that out
4: myself. Yeah. It's also yeah. on my watch list. Great.
3: And Ernest scares stupid. That's a must for October.
4: Oh, I love Ernest. Oh, man. oh yeah. I don't know, man. Yes. It's not my favorite Ernest. I appreciate your love for Ernest, but
1: I actually, just it's not my favorite Ernest. It's camp for me.
4: Oh, it's... camp. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: But I, 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 I like
3: jail.
4: I like jail. Ernest oh, yeah. jail is oh, my favorite. Good. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah,
2: Scared
3: Ernest too. in Africa, Ernest in the Army. I mean, they're all good. All yeah. of them Slam Dunk Ernest is fucking slept on too of the series. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I,
2: the I, actually, I actually just bought a copy of Slam Dunk Ernest and uh, Scared Stupid on VHS. Nice. Uh, Miguel
3: Nunez, he's in it. Horror legend. I mean, Friday Uh, 5, Return of the Living Dead, Leprechaun 4.
2: Another
6: really good October watch that I like to watch every time is The Strangers. Even though it's technically not really a Halloween movie, I just find it to be so fucking scary.
4: I like the second one better. You're wrong and you're Mm. dead to me. Oh, (laughs) come on.
6: You're the wrongest you've ever been. Oh,
4: wow. Wow. I I love that saying a lot.
6: Devastatingly wrong.
4: Pray at night. You didn't like it.
6: So wrong that when I saw that fucking follow up in theaters during the last 10 minutes, I literally slid out of the theater chair flat like this onto the floor and laid on the floor facing up looking at the ceiling with tears running down my face. Embarrassing. Because I was so fucking devastated that it was a shithole that I couldn't be more mad. And this is real. I'm not, this is not a joke. I really Uh, did that. Jerry was devastated because he was so embarrassed.
3: Very embarrassing. Yeah, but I get it. It was so
6: bad. (laughs) They took the characters who had no heart like they took these cat-and-mouse killers who loved to, like, toy with their prey, and they just made them come out and just shoot people. I was like, what the fuck is going on? They would never do that. Like, they completely fucked over my favorite, like, killers. I was Bull, like, you
4: dickhead. Bullshit artist. Bullshit it, artist.
6: It sucked. The only good scenes
4: You're was a the artist.
6: everyone jerks off on. It was a pool scene. Yeah, okay, one scene in a movie is good, and because they paid for one good song, they got lucky, and then they were like, oh, but they set a truck on fire. Wow, cool, great, I'm glad. What if they actually made a movie that made sense with the first one that I waited <laughs> fucking ten years to fucking see? Oh, they didn't, though. So oh, fuck them.
4: man. It was
6: what? devastating for me, Dave. You don't understand. And I, you know what? Damien, whatever the fuck his name is, no. Mahaffey or whatever, that played Bagface in the yeah, fucking yeah. sequel. Yeah, yeah. I told his ass that I hated it, and he was a bag face, and we know him, and he blocked me. And I was like, you know what, buddy? Fuck you, dude. Eat my ass.
4: I mean, you deserved that.
6: He's recently unblocked <laughs> me, and he was like, I get it. You really like the character, and I didn't do it justice in your eyes. I was like, yes, yeah, suck on one.
2: Oh, my God. But, but more importantly, how long did it take to get you unstuck from the floor of the theater?
6: Um, you know how what? I'm. Lit- you. you know what? I was already really sticky, so they actually just counterbalanced each other. Oh, there you go. So it was like I laid there for a while.
2: Oh.
4: Regal cinemas. Like, I was is... so
6: shook on how mad I was. Well, that's
4: what you get like, for like it. the
6: first 45 minutes of that movie. It was like some independent filmmaker made it for like 25 cents.
4: Oh my god! I was so
6: embarrassed. And they 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 hired that lady with the big tits, whatever Christina yeah. Hendricks or whatever. Hendricks, like,
4: yeah, they didn't yeah.
6: use her at all in any of the right ways. I was like,
4: Now that you're right about. That's the only thing you've said so far that I can actually. They wasted money.
6: With. They wasted money on her. They kill her in that
4: trailer, and then like the mom gets killed. And the daughter's just like, oh shit, she's dead.
6: Guess I'll crawl out the top. Man. Yeah, you
4: know what? You know what? Stop, stop. You're gonna turn me against this movie, and I actually That's really not, like.
6: It. It's not good. The dad's
4: terrible. You're but.
6: so hyped on little, <laughs> the few good scenes that yeah. they were good that you have forgotten all of the shit factory that happened around it.
4: Somehow you're making factory. sense, and I really don't appreciate yeah. that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm really passionate about this. Like I literally talked okay. to the director and like the cast, and I was like, guys, this is why I don't like it. It's not that you guys are pieces of shit. It's just that <laughs> it didn't do justice to what I'd been waiting for, like you can't wait ten years and then deliver something that isn't on brand.
0: Well, I it's mean, it's like
6: Freddie showing up and then being like, "Well, he's actually just like a really nice guy." Like, what the fuck? No, he isn't.
3: This no. is what you get for supporting that trash heap of an Evil Dead remake. So,
6: I love the Evil get. Dead remake. What, no,
4: no, I enjoy the Evil it. Dead remake. Sucks. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, Down the yeah, toilet.
6: That's because you must be a pussy bitch. No, who doesn't I saw like- it. Blood, gore, and fucking no,
4: murder. No, no, no. that movie is no, bloody no, no. and
6: amazing. So much more bloody.
4: Nope. So Wrong. Much. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> hey,
6: hey, Dave. Just so you know, the original <laughs> Evil Dead isn't
4: I'm, that good. Okay, but I'm I'm more open minded to your Strangers Two. Suck. Two is way I better
6: than part
4: one. This Evil Dead uh, diatribe you've lent on this is bullshit. You're a total horseshit artist and. That's where oh my God.
6: Here's the other thing about it. King they call it the, one of the first independent <laughs> films to be successful. It was made with a $300,000 <laughs> $300, budget. If that's independent, they can fuck me right in the butt because I made a movie for $0. <laughs> that's fucking independent. Fuck you. 300,000, I could make a fucking masterpiece.
4: Anybody else says that but you, I would disagree but you did. So yeah.
6: I mean zero. I've, I had uh, fuck. Give me thirty thousand and I'll make something at least decent. Goddamn.
4: Yep. I
6: fucking love. I <laughs> I love the Evil Dead remake, but but it's because they went all out. Like it's so gory. Like they the effect's yeah. So incredible. Like the stapling nail gun shit to the face, and like the girl with her fucking arm, and like that shit is brutal.
4: You're not gonna and change your mind looks- on Evil Dead. So good though. <laughs> I appreciate the, no, no appreciate. She's no. cutting away the, at her
1: face with uh, the oh, with the glass. That is just amazing. gnarly.
6: Yes, and everything looks legit. Like if I was a, I yeah. feel like if I was a doctor and I looked at it, I would go, "Yes, that was that would be what it would look like." And I'm impressed when effects look real. I love that. If
3: they would have simply inserted Bruce Campbell, sure, yeah. but call it something
6: else. Here's the thing: I'm not a Bruce Campbell fan, oh, so man. that's. I just think he's a one note actor. I think he doesn't do anything but be Bruce Campbell. So, I mean, that's fine if you're into that, but I'm not. So, have you watched
4: The Invitation yet?
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The old movie with the candlestick hand? No, no, no. There's a a new one.
1: Initiation.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's Initiation. Yeah. Invitation. (laughs)
6: Invitation (laughs) is by Karen Kusama. Okay.
4: The mayor is
3: showing up. I see why he's the mayor now. I, I respect <laughs> it. It's an awesome cover. It Clearly it's the most novel. Oh, it's a killer movie, but it's mm-hmm. kind of slower. And I'm Jeez. normally not into stuff it like is. that. But I haven't yeah. seen the Invitation. It kind of builds it's tension. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: No, I, I appreciate the slow burn. I like if it's if it's done well. If, if, if yeah, yeah. you can have I mean, a slow have burn and it's deliver. just boring, yeah. Yes, exactly. If yep. you're
6: slow burning, you just fucking deliver the goods. I'm in, but yep. a lot of them don't, and that sucks.
4: Are You guys yep. shooting shooting anything right now? I mean,
6: I mean, I just finished shooting Ugly for the Fucked anthology. Okay. Like that right. was just like a couple weeks ago, so I'm I'm taking a few weeks off because yeah. well, that was fucking exhausting. Because one, we were working during the pandemic, so I would just shoot everything wearing a mask. Sweat my ass off. I guarantee it. I was working with kids and uh, none that had ever acted before. Um, oh, and I wow. also uh, melted a whole girl.
1: Nice. Wow. Yeah. Well, that but sounds cool. real
6: crazy over here. That's... So I, I, we put in the fucking work for the short. You ever cut It's <laughs> un-
2: unrelated to the movie. It was just on a
4: rock
6: that was a spare time it's, shit. Just, mel- just,
4: melting girls in the spare time. Yeah. So you know, Just established
1: that, dominance. Yeah.
6: That was an intense short, though. We filmed it in, like, two days. And it's actually, like, I think going to be kind of a big deal. Because it's an all-female directed extreme, like, the first extreme horror by all bitches. So, like... You know, people are going to want to screen it, because right now, if you're, like, a bitch, you're cool or whatever. So, we're going to take advantage of that and try to get it into some big old festivals.
0: You can't so, call women bitches.
6: I just funny. did. We're bitches. So, do you know um, Kansas or Parker Bowling? Have you ever heard of them? No. Most people haven't, but they're in the the newest Tarantino Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they're in that movie. Okay. And they're also, one of them is in Veronica, which is terrible, but they're in it. Uh, Veronica the
4: the Nun movie?
6: Veronica? No,
4: no, she's some about the new
1: Glenn Danzig movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's terrible, but she's like being
6: naked in it. (laughs) But uh, one of them is directing one of the shorts for Fucked. And, uh, the guitarist from Blondie is in her short. I didn't even know Blondie had a guitarist, but he's in it. So, I don't know. We're probably going to get some good press because she's in a Tarantino movie, so it's somewhat, you know, she has, like, a little bit of a name. But they were like, it's going to be a big deal. And I was like, cool, I guess. Somebody will care about that. I wouldn't. (laughs) Somebody will. Maybe
4: not somebody that watches uh, strangers pray at night.
6: God. Fuck that. Garbage dump. I can admit <laughs> the pool scene is awesome.
4: Here we go again.
6: I can. I can say that that is awesome and the truck on fire looks neat. Good for them, but like the rest of it is just like holy shit what are they we doing out here?
4: The the log scene. Nothing? No. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll let like, it go. Pardon? No. No, I'm no. gonna let it go. I'm gonna let
6: Would it go. Would I put Veronica over it? Would I put Veronica over it? No, Veronica's like the worst it? movie <laughs> made in the last ten years.
2: Ten? Yeah. It's on Shudder now, though. Have oh, at it.
6: Yeah. We watched it, and it's a yeah. fucking. I can't it's believe. It's for it. Yeah.
2: It's no, embarrassing. The
6: things. acting is yeah. atrocious because they're all just porn stars. There you go. Yeah. I mean, the girls are beautiful, but the everything else is just throw it away.
4: Kind of sounds like I want to see it, though.
6: Oh, I mean, you should yeah. watch it because it is one of those movies that is cult classic-y because it's so terrible and stupid. Like, for sounds- some reason, a lot of the characters are French.
4: Hmm.
6: so They all have really bad fake accents because none of them are French in real life.
4: I mean, I liked Halloween 5 by Dominic O'Harevido, whatever French guy name was.
6: Well, see, then this could be for you. I love French could horror. Be. It's my favorite horror, but it's usually cooler, like High Tension or Martyrs or French. I love High
4: Tension. High Tension's
6: yeah. good stuff. Tell Jerry that, because after Jerry and I hung out the first time, he's like, give me one new horror movie that you think's worth watching, because all new horror sucks. So I give it to him. And he watches High Tension, and he's like, that was trash.
4: <laughs> have you seen uh, Intensity, the Dean Koontz movie with, uh, I don't know who's in that. Somebody Good is in that. Yeah, I've it's, seen that. Have you? Yeah. It's basically High Tension, but yeah, light, light.
6: Yeah. High
4: Tension, light. It's
6: the Lifetime. High
4: Tension. It's the Lifetime version, yeah. Medium Tension,
6: yeah.
4: <laughs> Medium Tension. Medium Tension. <laughs> Medium tension. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is.
6: Where does, do you guys like martyrs? Where do you fall? Have you seen it?
4: I liked both the uh, I like martyrs. original and the I don't know. I like the original better than the American version, but
6: the American version was not worth watching because it's just right. it's just like watching Cabin Fever the
4: remake. Oh, that was a hell of a remake. Oh, the
6: evil oh
3: man. man, Killer, and then that one was good. Fuck you, Jerry. What about only been ten years since they put out the original, so fuck. Of course, we need a remake. Damn. What about
4: Inside?
6: Ooh, love inside. Jerry's never seen inside. I need to show him.
4: I think you can get away with watching the American or the English version of that one. Yeah, it's pretty close. But yeah. I love the original. I love the.
6: It. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. I like anything super fucking gory and awful and yeah. really disturbing. That's my shit.
2: There you go. Yeah. I I like the movies that when I watch them and then I tell my wife about them, it makes her question why she's with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I aim for. There yeah. you go.
3: You need to hey. show her our movies then, because she'll definitely I was, be pissed.
2: <laughs> I was, it's like, hey, look, I just watched a Serbian film. Let me tell you all about it.
1: <laughs> all right, Hitchhikers, this concludes our review of Fright Night from 1985. We all here hope you enjoyed our breakdown of this classic Tom Holland's 80s vampire classic. Be on the lookout for new announcements and updates on our Facebook page, Nostalgia Highway Podcast. You can also email the show at NostalgiaHighwayPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at HighwayNHP. And you can also check out The King's and my own letterbox profiles. The King's is Patriarch 1979 and mine is Matlog16. Brooklyn Ewing, Dirt Candy Productions.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. yeah, I'm on there. All right. Well, there you go. And I know Justin's <laughs> on there, too.
4: It's Justin Ramsey, Justin.
3: based in horror. Justin missed the, he has an OnlyFans, so he kind of missed the boat on the most of the time. Oh, yeah.
5: Go, my OnlyFans, yeah, go look at it and uh, give me money, and I'll show you my
3: butthole. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think you guys can print
4: that. I'm sorry. I even brought that up. I, we're talking it's since the awful. dollar, <laughs> since the nickels here. I mean, it's not going to cost you much to see that. $3 think. a
5: month, that's all I
1: ask. Oh, man. Sold. (laughs) 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 And uh, once again, we want to give recognition and thanks to Sean Jackson and Cody Jones for the theme music they've composed for the show. So on behalf of Dave King of the Road and Justin Ramsey and Brooklyn Ewing and Jerry LaRue and Justin Ewing, we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us and we'll pick you up next time out on the highway.
6: In the, in
5: the dark, a hole's a hole. Am I right? Well, he'd, he'd this is all getting cut. This is all getting <laughs> deleted. No, I like all this. This is in the darkness, You need a you
3: need an
2: arm around you. It doesn't he'd...
3: matter if it's hair on it or not. You know. I mean, those coffins they get lonely at night. Oh yeah. He,
2: yeah, he'd stake him in the coffin if you know what I mean. <laughs> he
1: gets a lot of wooden stakes.
4: <laughs> is this locker room talk right now? I, feel right, like... right.
1: I think so. I think so.